What's your favorite scary movie? Here is my Woodsboro Massacre anniversary question. What is your favorite scary movie? What's your favorite scary movie? One generation's tragedy is the next one's joke. What is your favorite scary movie, man? I'll show you. This week marks the anniversary of the infamous Woodsboro murders. Local celebrity victim, Sydney Prescott, chose to return to her hometown. Welcome home, Sydney. Watch the preview of coming events. What do you want? Who is this? He's trying to do ghost face. I'm standing in the closet. murders after the original movie. It's time for someone new to die. The unexpected is the new cliche, and virgins can die now. Does that mean that I'm not gonna live as long as these two? Clearly. To be the new version, the killer should be filming the murders. Dale! Dale behind you! Go ahead if you have the guts. Not to implicate him. He can't kill Sydney. She's victim royalty. Not true. It's expendable. Point taken. Guaranteed third act main cast bloodbath. Fingers crossed on some nudity for a change. Time for your last question. Name the remake of the groundbreaking. Halloween, Texas Chainsaw, Dawn of the Dead, The Hills Have Eyes, Amityville Horror, Christmas House of Wax, Long Night, Bloody Valentine. It's one of those, right? None of the ever. I'll be right back. I know this one. You're not supposed to say that, are you? You should have seen the look on your face. Jill? 
staying right there. She, Do not look, okay? She said you were the angel of death. If you like horror, you'll want to cut to the chase. The podcast, that is. I know I want to cut to the chase as soon as possible. And what do you know? Here it comes. Hello, Lacey. Um, who's calling? I'm just a fan of yours. That's all. What's that noise? I'm making my lemon squares. Haha, <laughs> yes. Lacey Lou's lemon squares. I heard they taste like ass. Well, Dan, then you would fucking love them. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome, everybody. Uh, wow, do we have a show uh, for you to die for? We do indeed, Lacey Lou. And I'm very excited, Dan Chase, to bring back... Um, he did it the right way. He was a fan first and then became a friend. Yes. Christian Craig. <laughs> hello. Hello, you two. I'm excited to be here and talk about a movie that does not fuck with the original. Yes. And that doesn't end with a three. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> uh, no, we've been looking forward to this one. And I know that we said on the last episode that we were recording them back to back. Well, we had some technical difficulties. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And... So we actually um, are recording this a few days later. Yes, so we are. I just don't want to be a liar to what yep. happens. We tried. Time yeah. jump. I <laughs> <laughs> listen, these shows are lengthy. They're in-depth. Um, they're not exactly easy to put out sometimes, especially when you consider our schedule, fucking snowstorms outside. There's, there's a whole slew of things that could possibly slew. happen. But, ladies and gentlemen, we are here. We are at Scream for ladies and gentlemen, 2011. Now, Lacey Wu, I want to start with you on this one. Oh man, I know. Christian <laughs> Craig, this is a story and a half because I've gotten little bits and pieces, increments of the story um, over the past few years, but I want the true Hollywood definitive story, Lacey Wu. What the fuck happened opening night of Scream Four? <laughs> <laughs> um. Well, okay, so it was 2011, April 14th, (laughs) to be exact. And, um, well, it was, yes, it was April 14th, but going into the 15th, right? So um, at this point in time, this was, like, still at the time where they didn't, like, do, like, early previews, like, the day before or even on Wednesdays. Like, it was, like, they they still had, like, midnight Midnight showing. showing. So this was going to be a midnight showing. Right. I was so fucking stoked about this movie. (laughs) I mean, it, from getting from three to four and, you know, uh, the Scream Awards um, on TNT, or was it Spike TV? One of the, something like that. I think it was Spike TV. Spike, yep. And, um they showed the very first promo of Scream 4. And from that moment on, I was so fucking hyped when they had, you know, Courtney Cox do it if you got the guts. And like, I was so disappointed. We'll talk about that later. But um, (laughs) Spike was like the MTV after MTV kind of died down. Yeah, Spike popped up for a few years. Yeah, had like Ink Master and... I just, no, I mean the award shows. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Those were dope. Like, I miss the Scream Awards. Like, that was so fun. 
like Wes Craven, Nev Campbell, Emma Roberts on stage, yeah. you know, like yeah. I just remember it. And like, I was in such, I was like, oh my God, this is what we've been waiting for. Cause it can't end with three. Yeah, It can't fucking end with three. <laughs> yes. So yes. literally <laughs> like I had it on my calendar from, for like over a year, like just counting down the days and like, I just kept like drawing like because I worked as a um, debt collector at the time. So like I would just be like drawing ghost faces like and crossing <laughs> out the dates and wow. like it, it was a thing. But like I, I built it up into like this a frenzy. Right. Like I was so fucking excited for it. Like, yeah. um, yeah, so it takes a dark turn here. Um, <laughs> it gave me so much anxiety. Yeah. It like set me into like a panic riddled like attack sent you to the fucking hospital. um well well that's not what actually sent me to the hospital oh, um, wow. i didn't go to the hospital but it did i did end up praying to god that night um so i was gonna go to this midnight showing and i had this whole thing planned i was gonna watch one through three marathon them i was gonna get stoned out of my mind because this is when i still smoke weed i don't anymore and um so i was like yes i'm so excited because there's nothing i used to love more than just getting stoned and watching movies because like you just get so like into them you know lazy stoners i know i miss those days but i like this is what made me stop smoking weed so (laughs) 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 like i should you not i was so excited for this midnight premiere and like i had it all timed out right like i got off work a little bit early right and we had it set up for like the time amounts that it would equal out into like give us a half hour travel time to the theater and get popcorn and shit, right? Is this dude really snowballing mm-hmm. outside of our fucking house while After. we try and do our screen show? I think he is. This is the neighbor that I was talking to you about, Christian. <laughs> oh, nice. <laughs> He's always right there. Can you fucking hear his snowblower? Oh my God. Wow. I feel like I'm getting anxiety from having to tell the story with that dude right there. I know you right so <laughs> right But anyway, so I had it time. So if you hear that, we apologize, guys. Uh, you, uh, we, we can't predict what's going to happen. Our neighbors fucking suck. Expect the unexpected. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so I ended up, so I had it all timed out, right? Got home and I was like, all right, I'm going to get super fucking high right now. So I did three huge ass song rips. And like I was like a stoner, you know, it's a like, zong, like a bong, a zong, but it's in the shape of a Z. Oh, so we called it a zong. Did you just school me on? Oh, nice. Pop paraphernalia. That that's a first. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> well, I mean, I don't, I don't even smoke anymore. So there's that. Um, I mean, it's been a decade since I've smoked. Yes. You know, well, like frequent. Um, <laughs> um. So anyway, so I took these three zong herbs, and I don't know, like there had to be something in this fucking weed. Because, like, um, I was with my ex at the time, and, I, like, I don't know, like, I, like, started, like, shaking, like, uncontrollably. Like, I, I popped in the first movie, and, like, all of a sudden, like, just this wave, like, hit me. It was, like, a, it was a bad high. Yeah. And so, um, like, I was, like, I need some water or something. So, like, he went and got me, like, a glass of water, and I, like, literally dropped it. <laughs> like, and the glass shattered. I was, like, ah! <laughs> It was, like, so bad. And it was so so bad. Fucking lightweight. And so three wow. long ribs. Fuck you. That's a lot. And 
it's different when it comes out of the shape of a Z. Uh, so, so like, no, but then like I was getting like hot and cold and hot and cold. So like I went into the bedroom and like, I could not get warm. Like I was like freezing. And so like, I remember at the time, like I was like praying to God, I was like, just let me get to the midnight showing. Like, because, <laughs> like my brain just like, wasn't there. Like this, this shit, ha- like it was bad. Yeah. And like, I, I was like, I'll delete my Facebook. I'll delete social media. I don't care. Just let me get to this. And no, it didn't happen. I ended up like passing out, but it took a long time because like, it like sent me into like a full blown panic attack. And I went to the doctor the next day. Cause I was like so scared right. and found out like I had panic disorder or anxiety. So they put me on like prescription pills. Was it Dr. Orth? Nah, never uh, no. Uh, um, <laughs> <laughs> hey, a couple days off. Yeah. A couple um, days off, Sid. That's yeah. it. That's yep. all. <laughs> Um, so I, I didn't end up getting to see that midnight showing and I'm so disappointed in myself. But you saw it the next day. I did, the doctors, I, right? I did go see it that night and I was, I was underwhelmed at the time. Yeah. I think it was just like the buildup and the experience of like what it like just transpired. I think maybe had that not happened, I might've liked it better. That but, would shake me a little bit. But yeah, um, I was really mm-hmm. like, I, like, it didn't feel like a screen movie at the time to me. Okay. Like, and the opening still. Hmm. I'll say that. Yeah, well, but I'm so, sure going to get into that one. So, that, <laughs> so that's that's my story. And um, wow, I obviously have issues. <laughs> <laughs> now, I want to move on to Christian Craig's. Now, Christian, you climbed out of your crib at this point. You went over to the TV. You turned on screen four. No, I'm just kidding. No, he was like 11. <laughs> you were like 11. I was 11 this time. I was <laughs> yes. 11. <laughs> yes. so, we, so we went from... Um, being three months old to 11. Now, was this yes. a theater watch for you, Kristen? Did you get a parent to take you? Out of I tried. Yeah. I tried. I begged my dad because I knew between my mom and my dad, my dad would be the one who would give in. Right. But right. he didn't. <laughs> he didn't. And so I even tried. I was like, hey, looking at some friends, see if they have a parent who would probably be willing to take me, which made me pissed because I had a friend who did get to see it in the theater. And I was like, Damn it. <laughs> it was a whole thing. Um, but no, no, I didn't get a chance to. I waited until that October when it came out on Blu-ray, which by that point, um, when Scream 4 did come out, I didn't see um, one again since I was, you know, a toddler and I didn't see two and three fully. So obviously I needed to go see them all anyway before I saw four. And so basically during that time when Scream 4 was in the theaters or about to leave the theaters was when I was able to watch 1, 2, and 3 and watch them over and over again until Scream 4 came out that fall. And you know what's funny? I have such distinct memories of seeing 1, 2, and 3, but I sure as hell am struggling to remember my Scream 4 first watch. Interesting. <laughs> I, yeah. I'm trying. Yeah. I don't know why it is, mm-hmm. but... Um, I don't know. I, I do remember my thoughts and feelings, but I don't remember my thoughts during specific scenes the first time I watched it. Right. Um, I remember immediately liking it more than three, though. Yes. And thinking, yeah. I think because it was in Woodsboro, because it was in a house again, for the most part, it reminded me a lot more of the first two yes. in terms of um, realism. Yeah. And I, again, probably what I loved about the first one was the whole two teenagers being psycho, killing their friends, trying to get away with murder, because that's the kind of serious stuff they do hear about. And they do it in this dark comedy slasher film way in the original. And I felt like this did go back to some of those roots. 
And so that made me happy. And I loved the gore in this because I was so upset with the lack of it in three. And so it was great right. to see some of that back too. And, you know, the whole filter thing that people talk about, that did not bother me at least the first time around. It's funny that you mentioned that Christian, because like Dan was like, look how bright, like we watched it like three times leading up to this podcast. So Mm -hmm. everybody, like I never fucking noticed it. Like I'm like you guys too, though. I never noticed it until it was brought to my attention, but then I'm like, yes, movies. Now I can't fucking not look at it anymore. Like, why would you do that to me? You sh- it's like shattered glass. Out of darkness yeah. into the light. Well, that's what I said. I, I, I think that's probably what I thought. That's what That was my reasoning. Yeah, I'm sure yeah. that had actually something to do with it. Yeah. Uh, thematically. But yes, continue, Kristen. I'm sorry. Yes. No, but yeah. So it didn't bother me before. Now it kind of does. But it's one of those things mm-hmm. where it annoys me, but I try so hard to not let it annoy me, but it's still there and I don't know what to do about it. Right. I'm like, don't let this affect my watch. Don't let this affect my watch. But then certain scenes come up and I'm like, damn it, you affected my watch. <laughs> right. Like I can't see the screen. It's so bright. Yeah. No, if there's a bad filter on a porn, Dan will turn it. So I understand. Uh, yeah, that happened today. <laughs> <laughs> today. I was like, what is this shit? Don't try and get artsy. Like, let me show, let me see the yep. clip. All right. Anyways. <laughs> but yeah, that was my initial, th- those were my initial thoughts. What about you, Dan? Oh man. So this was so big going into this movie because again, um, as everybody knows, and as we talked about, Scream 3 left a bad taste in everybody's mouth. You know, we talk about its merits. We talk about all the positive things. But for it to end right there, that was harsh. Having Scream 4, it lets you look back and be like, all right, at least this isn't the final one. So I can see, you know, the merits in this aspect, that aspect. You can highlight the killer and all that kind of stuff or whatever. But expectations for me were so high I saw it in the theater. I remember uh, my cousin came down to visit and we saw it together, I think, with some other people as well. I don't remember. Um, I remember being incredibly excited. But for me, it it was all about where I was at at this point in my life in terms of horror movies. You know, when Scream happened, it was such a high for me and... Then such a lull, starting with Scream 3. I mean, yeah, it's a Scream movie and there's great stuff about it. But then nothing after that for fucking a decade. And being such a big Scream fan, that was kind of hard to deal with. Like now I know how fucking, you know, Nightmare on Elm Street people feel and all the other franchises that have to wait all these fucking years just to get a sequel um, and in that time, I, I acquired other tastes like the Hostel movies, anything by Eli Roth. And well, you kind of had to because this last you year. You had to. Yeah. Yeah. And, and it was cool because that's when I started really digging in to other stuff. But I knew like in my Babadook? soul. Yeah. Like the Babadook. Yeah. Did not like mm-hmm. the Babadook that much. Um, and Same. Kid, <laughs> so annoying. Come on. And, uh, <laughs> and, and that kind of horror, like all of that is great. Um, but in my soul, I was like, scream is my shit for obvious reasons. Like we've said before, many times on these retrospectives that who done it slasher. So it's, it's, it's a return to form in many ways. We're going back to Woodsboro. Like Christian said, there were so many things, um, going for it. And I said to myself, all right, if, if scream is known for one thing over anything, it's the opening scenes. 
And that's what I want to kind of transition into well, right now. All right. We're going to get into the opening in just one second, but I just want to say that like I did scour through Dan's like profile uh-huh. at one point mm-hmm. in time and like all the things that were like posted in 2011 like on his wall, it was literally just scream stuff. Uh, scream and like his, he made a profile picture. Um, he made a profile picture and it was just like of the script. Like, you know, he made one album. It was one album with like one photo and it's just like the cover of Scream <laughs> 4. And then like scouring like through his pictures that he uploaded, there were plenty of Hayden Pinatier. With her titties hanging out. So, oh my god! So I Look at my to... phone right now. I think I got one of her in the last like thirty pictures here. Are yeah. you? What do you mean? <laughs> what do you mean? No. So I feel like I I can I feel like this is the only other movie that I can do this with because like um so I'm gonna do a fuck one kill one marry one yeah yes oh, oh nice. I thought you were gonna give me a free hall pass with Robbie Mercer and go. <laughs> you want to do Robbie Mercer no 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 oh, no no that's not, go- no that's it's the, the no, name that- of the show never mind what <laughs> all right so uh Dan I think I know what you're gonna say here fuck yes. one kill one marry one we're choices? gonna we're gonna go Kirby yeah uh, Jill. Are these the characters? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Does that make a difference? <laughs> yes, I don't want to die. <laughs> well, <laughs> no, you got no. Like, all right. Am I am I eligible? Are you gonna say Jill? I said Jill. Jill. Um, and then I'm gonna say could uh, I... Aunt Kate. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, <laughs> oh my god. The Gilmore Girls mom <laughs> would have a chance, but no. Uh, we're gonna go Olivia, obviously. Olivia. Oh fuck. Mm. Yeah. That's oh, a tough one. That's a man. tough. One. That's a pretty tough one. Not gonna lie. Oh man. Ah, that is so fucking hard. I'll say this. I'll kill Jill just because I don't want to die. What do you mean you would have crazy, amazing sex, though? That's true. Well, uh, maybe not because, <laughs> you know, Trevor, obviously. She, no, but okay. Okay. So maybe she wasn't Kirby, Kirby was going to fuck that ugly, ugly ass Culkin. Yeah. So that, <laughs> <laughs> that just shows me that, like, you know, there's, there's still a chance. Uh, with Olivia, Olivia was cool, I guess. I mean, she was like, "Quote unquote," the hotter one, or the so perceived hotter one of all the three. Well, right? I mean, you get the most nudiest. I don't, I don't know if that's a word, right, but I right. mean, you get Nudist. to see her in a bra. Like I, no, that's it's a fun point because I was trying to because they do say like fingers crossed for some nudity for a change, right? And the only other nudity like throughout any of the films it was is. like Billy Loomis has his shirt off after he has sex with Sydney. <laughs> like that's the most. We do see Sydney in a bra in the first yes. one. Like barely though, yeah. barely. Yeah, and we do hey. see the silhouette of Cotton's girlfriend in the shower in Spring Three. Heather Graham takes it off and well, you just see her feet though. Yeah, um, like the robe drop. All right, all right. Yeah, here, answer here. the fucking question. Uh, mm. I, I'd kill Olivia and interchange either one of the other ones. <laughs> no, you have to be definitive. All right, all right, all right, all right. All right. I'm going to kill you. All right. All right. Hold on. So hold on. you might as well say you're going to fuck or marry Jill. All right. All right. I'm marrying Emma Roberts. What? Yeah. That makes zero sense. Yeah. Like, no, I'm going to, I'm going to tell you. No, because th- th- this is why. 
because like you said, crazy sex and it will it will continue. And if I'm married to her, I can get her on my side not to kill me. And Kirby's probably going to die. I want to kill you on a daily basis. I know exactly. (laughs) (laughs) He's saying already loves it. So who cares? Oh, right. So I don't have a chance with you. I'm already dead. So maybe she'll give me a shot. No, I'm saying that you probably have more in common with Kirby. So for the long haul, you probably want to be married to her. Can I just fuck them both? I, I knew that's what I mean, going. You do. It's just one, you're fucking them once. The other, you could fuck them I never, as many I, times as you want. Christian, what did I start? Did I, I don't know. Why did I do this? All right, same question, Christian. You're done, Dan, and you're fired. Oh, I want them all. Sorry. Oh, this is so hard. It's definitely the I hottest it, email cast. Yeah. Yeah. And I don't know. I think I'm also going to kill Olivia simply because there's i don't know enough about her personality she seems kind of dull right yeah yeah well even though emma roberts is a psycho i feel like i got to know her at least more um (laughs) 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 like you know exactly who the fuck she is by the end of this movie right right so maybe maybe yes i feel like in terms of marriage, people you would hang out with the most, besides just fucking, I think Kirby, I could have a much more lasting relationship with. So I would go with Kirby, even though I think I personally prefer Emma Roberts's looks. So for me, the perfect combination would have been Emma Roberts's looks with Kirby's personality. So would you have rather the two switch places? Well, I mean, aside from this scenario. <laughs> you mean in terms of in my movie. in the movie oh between like who's psycho and who's not yeah no because i do i do like how it all worked worked out yeah. i, I just, like that connection as well yeah. yeah yeah i do like the connection a lot it's just i think personality wise and having a longer lasting relationship i think i would get along with kirby more and Amber roberts would be like cool fuck and done <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. I mean, well, you asked well, the question. I had no choice. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, you wanted to get into the opener of this film. Um, where does it rate across the four films for you, uh, ranking wise for openings? For me? Yeah. Um. It. Uh. It's okay. One is iconic. You can't fuck with it. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know what else to say about it except for one is different because nothing else came really before it like it like that. And then mm-hmm. moving forward, it all kind of comes back to that scene in a lot of ways. Yeah. So that is number one for sure. Now we talked about this. Number two is so fucking fantastic in so many ways that I might enjoy the beginning to two more than one. I appreciate one. One takes the number one spot, but I enjoy two better. Cotton's doesn't even factor in your last. I don't even fuck it. That's not even <laughs> what we see in screen five. It's still after that because that death is horrible. There's nothing to it. All you have in that is the voice changer. And even that isn't, it, it's more it's used true. as a sticky it's thing. No, it's the same no, thing. No. She thought it was him. No, that was the no, whole fucking no, thing. Horrible. Now, <laughs> so my ranking goes one, two, four, three, because I think that this while 
completely fucking ridiculous. I really dug the opener. It's not without its flaws, and we're going to dive into it, but I really dug the fucking, the, the rug pulled up from under us. Lacey Lou. Uh, I fucking hate this opener. I, I know. I think it is so <laughs> fucking lackluster, so fucking stupid. But they have Veronica no, Mars. No, I don't care. That's like, your girl. No, like it's so fucking stupid. Like, I, I think I would have liked it better had we gotten a better third. Um, the real version. The real version of what was happening. Agreed. Um, and I think that's what ruined it. Like it needed to be more hardcore. Yes. Um, I mean, Scream 2, I, I love it so much because it opens it up into a public place and you don't see that in any of these other films. They introduce Stab in that scene. Yeah. Um, and I, I don't know. There's just something special about that opening. And I, I love I love the Drew Barrymore opening. I do, but there's just something really special about uh, like, cause for me, the theater is a, a place of comfort and to have that taken away. And, you know, like when the dark night came out and all those shootings yeah. happened, like, I mean, the things could happen like in your comfort zone, right. you know? So I think that just makes it all the more scary for me. Mm-hmm. And, mm. you know, I, I mean, I guess being home alone is like really scary, but like all the other ones, they're, they're, they're kind of more or less of the same. So like, I think I, I elevate that one and I think that's gotta be my favorite. Number two. Yeah, number yep. two and then mm. one and then three, because I think it's cool that they killed off a returning character that was the hero in the last film. Um, you know, and that's the only one out of all these films to do that as well. I and think it's I, I thought you didn't know. consider him a hero. Um, well, I said, that people consider him a hero. Is that well, what I said? Oh, yeah. I say I personally. I don't remember. <laughs> no. I don't remember. <laughs> he's, he's a terrible person. He deserved to die. So I was happy to see that. And the fact that he was an opening <laughs> killer and I didn't have to see more of his He was not going to shoot her into. I don't care. Like, he, he was bartering. I'm not getting back into this. He was buying time. I'm not getting back into this. But I do like, like <laughs> he was an unlikable character that was semi-likable to some. Yeah. So I think that the ones that didn't like him, they were happy to see him go. And the ones that did like him, they were saddened. So like it works on both sides of the coin. So I'm appreciative of that. Yeah. Um, mm-hmm. And I liked the the m- mental capacity or the manipulation that Ghostface played with voice. Right. Like, and this one, it just stab five or or stab six stab seven and you know mm-hmm. and then like you get this opening and it's so fucking lackluster like there's no like cat and mouse game whatsoever like because like the cat and mouse was like the previous two like which one's the real opening right. and I, I just i just didn't like it i so it's i don't know and like the the opening kill like i mean one is off screen to begin with um, you know, had they done like the, there were so many things that they, they missed the mark on this one in the opening and they should have killed both of them. Now that would have been something to see both of these girls, like, you know, talking to Ghostface or something, at least more of a showdown. Like this girl didn't even put up a fucking fight. Right. Like she had 130 IQ, right. but mm-hmm. like she like did literally nothing. And I don't know, like, I just... I thought it was stupid in the fact that like you have Marnie and the Carney like talking shit about horror movies. Like, then why are you sitting there fucking watching them? <laughs> so like, I mean, I get it because I've had friends that don't like horror movies, but I don't enjoy watching movies with friends that like, are just like negative like that. So 
I do not appreciate this opening in any capacity. It's lackluster in gore. It's lackluster. Like it, it's inventive, but like, I just don't like it. I'm like, glad that's. Do you think this one's lackluster in gore compared to three? Right. Um, I mean, well, you see get Marnie get thrown through the glass and then you see her get stabbed and then crushed by the garage. And then you see her get pulled away. Yeah, no, I'm just like, no, I'm just not a fan. Um, I mean, that part doesn't have that much gore, but I still consider the step six and seven as part of that opening. So I, I include that goriness. It's in the movie, yeah. No, like, yeah. I just, I guess I, like, it's in the opening, but it's not the same because I know it's fake. Okay. Right. Okay. It's yeah, not, but you don't know it's fake until it comes up as it's fake. But it felt fake when I was watching it, though. So I, you knew, uh, you said there you was, knew there was, the there was something I was just like, <laughs> I was like, well, there was a lot of like TV stars in this, as we've talked about, like through this franchise. And there was just so many in this movie. Right. That like something was up. And, you know, I knew Stab was a big part of the last one. So I was like, something's not right. And the way that they're acting and talking, people don't talk like this. Right. Um, you know, she's like, hopefully long shot Chan- Channing Tatum. Like, you know, and she's like, that's Channing Tatum. Like, no girl would ever believe that that guy's abs was actually fucking texting her. You know, like, <laughs> I mean, I-, I don't know. I mean, I have seen MTV's Catfish, but at the same time, like for a screen movie, it's ridiculous. So I hate this opening. I hate it through and through. It is funny when Kristen Bell stabs her and says, you talk too much. I love that Because part. like, <laughs> I wanted to stab you so much when you're talking through movies sometimes. So I get that. And so- oh, I get that too. So that's probably my favorite part of it is when she stabs her because she's talking way too much. But aside from that, I hate this opening. Christian? <laughs> I'm actually with Dan on this one in terms of my ranking. For me, it's one, two, four, three. Um, I definitely think one and two had the stronger openings. There was no, there was no comparison with that. For me, it's comparing this one and three. And I just feel like the third one lacked a lot of suspense. Uh, personally, for me, because I didn't care enough about Cotton anyway. I didn't care if he was going to live or die. So when I saw him. Um, answer the phone at the beginning. It was like, oh, great. Look, bye. Have fun. Like, if Randy survived all of two and it was him in that car in the opening of three, then I would have been like, what the fuck? And then that's when I would have been uh, more, I don't know, more intense throughout the opening. So I felt like this one wasn't so suspenseful. And I don't think that the Scream 4 opening was suspenseful, but I felt like it at least had more fun than three did. And that's what I liked about it because. It's really hard at this point to top one and two in terms of openings. So if you don't think as a writer or director that you could actually top the two openings that you've made before, then you should at least just have a damn good time and just have a good wild ride with it. And I think that they did accomplish that. And so I do have a better time watching the opening of fourth than I do with three. So that's why three oh. still at the bottom for me. Yeah. And now it doesn't have Creed playing. No. It doesn't. <laughs> Thank God for all. No, um, the, the cool part about this, though, is, again, I, I was shocked because in that first opener, um, I, I, I dug it. There was like, oh, I'm right beside you. And, and then he got her and then she tries to get out and she gets her throat slashed. Like, that was pretty intense. It was very quick. I like that. Once the music comes in right before it says stab, you can hear... It was just a little too cheesy for screen music. 
So then when that switch happened, I was like, oh my God. But not only that, while you're saying that, you see fucking Kristen Bell and Anna Paquin too right there. Like we hear like the typical scream music. That's what I mean. It comes over like so quickly. Yeah. But so you find out like yeah. Yeah. But and unlike the first three movies, for me, because again, I was my introduction to most of these actors was through Scream One, Two, and Three. Right. And being like Drew Barrymore, my introduction to Drew Barrymore was Scream, not E.T. Right. or any of the others. Wow. It was Scream. Yeah. And so Wait, that was interesting really for me. <laughs> so that's what was interesting for me about Scream 4 was this the first time on first watch I was like, oh, that's Kristen Bell. That's Lucy Hale. And I know Emma Roberts because I was I'm from the Nickelodeon age and she was big on Nickelodeon oh, yeah. before Scream 4. And so. For me, it was just interesting, especially in the opening, to recognize so many people that I actually knew their work prior to this first watch. Right. Yeah. yeah. You know, it's funny because I would say that, like, it's probably the like the closest range to our age is these the people that are in this. Uh huh. You know, to yeah. our age, even yeah, yeah, because yeah. I mean, Neff Campbell, I think she's what like forty eight, mm-hmm. and I mean that's like fifteen years older and than I. This am. one. Yeah. No, in real she life, she was thirty eight. Oh yeah. And now she is in real life. Right. She's so right. I'm saying, like, for actors wise, um, this is the the cast of Scream Four is probably the closest to me and Dan's age. Agreed. So, mm-hmm. um, you know, um, because obviously they usually play like younger than what they are, right? So, yeah, uh, they're in their early 20s, right? I mean, because Scott right. Foley, like, he was on fucking Felicity playing in college when I was in fourth grade. You know, so, I mean, mm-hmm. that shows you how much of an age gap there really was. And when Scream uh, 4 came out, I think I was like 23, 24. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, this is definitely like the closest age gap of the cast of any of the films. Um, And, and you know, I, I really do, though. I want to kind of, I, I said earlier, it's not without its flaws. I just want to go on record because I, I totally agree with what you said, Lacey Lou, that 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 real quote-unquote opener is by far like one of the weakest things that Scream has ever kind of done even down to the um the clearly built set of the garage like at, like it was yeah it wasn't even built it was just like it reminded me of Anthony Anderson in fucking Harold and Kumar where they didn't build the back of the restaurant <laughs> Pookie like, Pookie we're gonna burn this motherfucker down uh, this yeah, special it, it was, it was little, nice. And right. it was just like they were trying to go back to homage to play to scream one a little bit. And and the garage door crushing her that wouldn't have crushed her. That's not how that works. It would have stopped. It, yeah, it, it went back up. It because, did like a yeah. bone crack, and it was just like, what the fuck? I will say that I love Friday Night Lights, and I love her in it. I did she, not love her in this. She's great. No, I think she's a great actress, but it, I think they just wanted it, hot. Correct. TV celebrities to draw more people. That's like, what I'm saying. When are they dying? But like, she wasn't even advertised. So like, I knew she wasn't even like a thing. She was bit. No, at that no, time, it, she was it, bit. Like the trailers and stuff. Like, right, you know, like she's right, not right. like a, like, you know, totally. that like Kristen Bell, Lucy Hale, Shanae Grimes, um, right, Anne Paquin, um, I'm missing one, uh, Britt Robertson and Amy Teagarden. There's yeah. all six right there that you knew that they didn't have a significance to this film because right. they're like barely in the fucking trailer. Right. So Yeah, and it's the same scene too. So it's not like you're seeing them in multiple. Yes. Yes. Yeah, right. So, right. so right. just knowing that watching the trailer going in, 
yes, I kind of knew that like there's something up with the opening. Okay, so I just want to say though that yeah, I agree though. It was very weak. It was very there wasn't much of a game, and it just kind of ended somewhat abruptly. Um, I just want to go on record saying that. But I yeah, good. Um, one thing that I did notice yeah. on this last watch that we did uh-huh. of this opening is when, what the fuck is her name? Um, is it Jenny? Is her name Jenny? Jenny Randall. Jenny, Jenny Randall. Yes. Oh, yep. <laughs> um, I'm, I'm pretty sure that the reason that this bitch is the one that got it yeah. is because I think she was fucking Trevor. Trevor, yes. Oh, yeah. Because yeah. she says it. She yeah, says, she was like, is this Trevor? Uh-huh. Right, right. Like, why Why would you think it's Trevor? And then later on when Jill says, uh, what, I don't know the exact line. She says, uh, that he, he's basically fucking around. Basically, yeah, exactly. Not like right. not doing what he's supposed to do. But no. So Which that, is a little parallel to Stu and his right. agenda against yeah, Casey. Yeah. 100%. 100%. Now, with this opener, um, I, I will say this as well, that right now at this point in time, we jam this song. It's one of my favorites. The, the, the fucking Something to Die For, when that song oh, came on. Oh, this was on repeat so much. But Oh, I, I did like that song. When I first saw it, I was like, what the? F-? I thought it was like a joke. I was like, no, it's what? one of my favorite parts. I agree. Now, like, I get it. And after second, third, fourth watch... I slowly warmed up to it, but on first watch, that music is extremely jarring in terms of, you know, scream music. What did you think of it, Christian? I liked the music. I really did. I mean, I didn't enjoy as much as like the 90s soundtracks of the first two films. Yeah. But but I dug it. I had a good time. For me, a lot of parts of this film, I think, are less about trying to be as good as what came before, but just try to have more fun with it. Right. And I felt like that's what they were going for a lot of the times. So I think they succeeded most of the time in terms well, of that. And I think the music added to it. Besides Red Right Hand and Youth of America, uh, those are the only songs we really play off the first one. We're always jamming this song. And I, and it's for me, it's a perfect example of not feeling something, explaining why you don't feel it. I'm like, this is unfamiliar. They're making fun of my fucking scream. Fuck you. It was that kind of vibe <laughs> to now where I just own it. And like you said, we jam that motherfucker. So I don't know. There's, I, I think there's something um, very humbling about admitting that not necessarily you were wrong, but your feelings are much different now and explain oh. those reasons. So that's why. Well, um, I can lead into the next segment with Please. something that I was wrong about. Oh, um, that's not possible. You're right about everything. No, that's not true. Um, I want to talk about the cast. You were right about, um, no, I can't mention that. Sorry. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the cast in this one because I don't know what it was like. I was super excited for this movie, right? Yeah. But there was like, I had reservations at the same time, uh-huh. I guess. And my biggest reservation was Emma fucking Roberts. Okay. Um, which is crazy. Mm. Ironic as fuck considering. Um, yeah. No, like um, I had my, like, I was like, I don't know if maybe I was like a jealous girl or something. That's kind of like how, like, I'm remembering it a decade ago, maybe a little bit. Like, Do you I know, she, I knew she, what? As a girl being a horror fan and she wasn't known for horror did you look at it like, who's this bitch coming in? No, I looked at it as, um, all right, you're only getting this spot because Julia Roberts is, is. your aunt. And like, just because you're <laughs> famous, 
Like you have famous relatives that you obviously get a free pass in Hollywood. And like, that's literally how I was looking at her. Right. And I was wrong. Oh my God. I was so wrong. Like I, like, I feel like I was bitter or something and I can be woman enough to be honest about that. That's awesome though. Cause now you're what you, I'm like obsessed with her. You get so excited just as I do, because again, black coat's daughter, all these. She's amazing. She's so uh, American good. Horror Story. Yeah. Right. Scream Queens. Scream mm-hmm. Queens. She's like, if you like that kind of stuff, she is like so fucking ridiculously extra on that show. And it's so much fun. Christian, you talked about having fun. Like, it seems like she not only knows these movies, but she chooses jobs that are very forward thinking, that are very innovative, that yeah. are pushing the and horror envelope. You know what's kind of cool, though? Yeah. Is that her and Rory, I believe, uh, Rory Culkin. Yeah. Uh, they've worked on three films together now. Which ones? Um, I, yeah. I know. Yeah, you're right. Um, there's they one, did one like the same year as this, if I recall. There's three total, though, that I'm, I'm aware of, at least. Um, mm-hmm. uh, one was about like, oh, God. I watched it. I think it was uh, like roulette. Oh, God. Um, there's three. Uh, one's like a romance movie or um, like a depressing romance movie. And then the other one is like kind of like a dramatic thriller, I think, um, where all these lives like interconnect. And there's like a drug dealer. The drug dealer is the same dude who played in Gossip Girl as Nate. Uh, Chase Crawford is his name. So I'm, I'm just remembering the movie. I can't remember the name of it at the moment but um i do know that they have been in th- three movies together uh lime life is one of them okay lime life um yeah i don't know there's three i swear to god yeah yeah but yeah so it's interesting that they've worked together that many times though so like obviously they have to be friends in real life right well, i would think so yeah yeah, for sure. I don't know why I brought that up. No, yeah, definitely. No, and I think that um, this was definitely, like, I knew who she was. I think, what was she in? She was in one of those little kid movies that I knew. Nancy Drew? There it is. And I was, she was good in that. Is she? Yeah. I had actually watched that now. Uh, no, I haven't seen that one. Actually, knowing everything yeah. that I know, uh, I'd like to go watch that. I believe Christian yep. has, though. I'm sure he has. <laughs> I have, because again, I was from this generation where she was I'm... doing all these films for my age group before Scream Four. Yep. Um, so yeah, no, I was totally on board, obviously, with her after this movie, and then Black Coat's Daughter, and all of that greatness that came after that. But um, I want to talk about the plot because coming off of Scream Three, it was in Hollywood, and you're out in the middle of the woods with Sid, wherever the fuck she, her house was. You're all these kind of different places. Well, now we're back in Woodsboro. Now you know they explain it. Like Sid's coming back to promote her book. She's promoting her book, and that's when shit hits the fan. Well, it's the one year or not the one year anniversary. I don't know why. Like it's it's the anniversary anniversary of of the the murders. Yes. Yeah, it's the fifteenth anniversary. Yes. Yeah, and just in that short time where they start setting up the characters, what did you guys think? You got Sid showing up to the bookstore. You got. Dewey and Gail waking up, Dewey going to work, that kind of stuff. They got the lighthearted music. They're taking down the ghost face things off the lamp. What did you guys think? Because we haven't seen this universe in so long. What were your first thoughts? Uh, I I was stoked, Um, you know, to see Gail and Dewey that they actually are still together. Right. Um, Mm -hmm. Which transpired after I wasn't so happy with, but um, just because 
like I feel like these movies really do kind of like reflect reflect the real life relationship. There's yeah, yes, and it just makes me uh-huh. so, and it just makes me so sad because like there's so much chemistry in two and one and three and then like to see them from go from this to that it shows you how much time really does change things and it's very apparent in this film isn't it weird though in Mm -hmm. they had a similar dynamic that that but they still had fun together exactly and And this one they mm -hmm. did not have any fun and they also had more screen time together too (laughs) yes yeah yeah in three it was you can tell they were going through some shit during the filming of this one. I think four was by far their worst one and it's so horrible Mm -hmm. because yeah it's like here we are excited because okay I want to get we down love get the bare necessities, the bare necessities of life, the bare necessities of Scream are. We, are. Are we talking about the Jungle Book? Yes. And you got Sydney, you got Gail and Dewey's, obviously their relationship, yeah. you know, and, and obviously you got like Wes Craven, you got the, the music by Marco Beltrami, you got all these things Components. that, that, that make a Scream movie a Scream movie. And the Gail and Dewey stuff is so fucking essential. Holy shit. That. Uh, in this movie, yeah, it was really fun to see them waking up and the same. Oh, okay, great, they're he's together. Got the um, what is it, the Beverly Hills Cop theme on his phone? <laughs> yeah, which is great. Mm-hmm. Such, such a Dewey thing. Uh, and I think now, it's Beverly Hills Cop. Now Dewey's the sheriff. What do you guys think about that? How Dewey's kind of risen to the ranks. He got rid of his limp. Um. Yeah, you can definitely tell that they are there because he's sheriff. Right. Yeah. Oh yeah. And she's fucking miserable living this small town life. Very evident. Yes. Mm-hmm. Good point. Very you know, good point. And she's um, trying to do her writing there. It's not really working. Like so she's, she's super she's excited very, when killing. Yes, because she's uninspired. She's and like, I got nothing to do. She's like, well, fuck, Sydney hits town again and shit starts popping. And like, she goes to like Sydney's like book reading and she's like, you can tell like just how jealous she is of her. I didn't, I didn't get a chance to read it, even though it's on Dewey's fucking nightstand. Bookshelf, yeah. <laughs> No, I get that though, and I buy all of it. The, these were never fucking BFFs. Like, no. obviously, trauma. She got punched in the face twice by Sydney in the beginning. Yes. Do you yeah. wish they had continued that tradition? Um, no. No, I, I, yeah, uh, I like their transition to becoming enemies to frenemies to you know what they kind of enjoy. Allies, each other. allies. It's, it's yeah, beautiful. I can't wait to see where they end up in Scream Five. Anyways, uh, no, but in this one. <laughs> But in this one, even though it's great because, um, you know, Dewey gets the call and meets Sid. Dewey, her, where are you? Yeah, yeah. At her book mm-hmm. signing and Gail goes there as well. They all meet up there and she's just like, hi, Gail. And they're like, hi, Sid. And you can tell she's jealous, but like, again, trauma bonds people, but people are people. And I do like the dynamic, but also too, now they're fucking adults. Yeah. Like they were all adults in three, too. Don't get me wrong. Don't get me wrong. But mm-hmm. three, three, she said just wasn't there. Like early twenties. It was kind of crazy well, circumstances. Yeah. It seemed like they were on vacation. They were. I mean, she was a full-on kid in the first one. Correct. Doing yo were adults. They're adults well, now. That makes such a difference. I this think. and also, at least in the third one, mm-hmm. you know, amongst the relationship between all three, 
they looked like very happy to see Sydney when she appeared in part three. Right. And this one, it's kind of like, huh, like, you know, like it feels like Gail's kind of happy because like she's going to get inspired. You're Dewey's- just like your mother. Like who yelled that? <laughs> right. Who yelled that at Sydney? Right. Fuck you. Like she never fucked nobody. No. Uh, aside from Billy once. Um, I feel like that was. <laughs> That was an angle that they might have tried to push harder. Right. Kind of like Evil Dies Tonight. Like the, the town was pissed that she's back. And obviously, like Maureen being a hoe, like does not resonate <laughs> well with a lot of people. Right. Like, because we're not going to slut shame Maureen. Right. Like, apparently, that's a thing. That's but a, well, yes. Whatever. Mm-hmm. But no, the dynamic between the three, it was so different in this one. Like, Doobie was like almost like standoffish towards Sydney. He's like, you're not saying you're a suspect, but we got to question everybody. Like, I didn't like that at all. No. And like he, and the fact yeah. that like he couldn't even work with his wife and she's like, we've done this before together. Why are you not? T-? She's like, call me when you get on team Gail. Yeah, yeah, and yeah. like the most affection that you see, like clearly they were not comfortable with each other during the filming of this because the only affection you see is like, he kisses her hand once. Right. Like, there's, like, no, like, hot boobage making out. There's... But he's, like, no more on your own. Yeah. And she's in the fucking stretcher getting wheeled out. Even that, it felt odd. Like, why did like... you, like, you mm-hmm. seen him get in the stretcher with her and Judy Hicks takes over at this point. Right. You know, because at right. the end of Scream 2, she's like, I'm coming with you. That should have been a moment in this movie to where he actually, uh, like, instead, he was just like, all right, we got to go get Jill. Okay. You know? Here's... Here's something I'm going to say, and, and it doesn't, I, I really do enjoy this movie in many different aspects. I know, aspects. it seems like we don't, but like. But I, yeah. I, I listened to the commentary as well, and Wes Craven, there were many stories about this going forward where I think he was kind of done with Scream. Like, he wasn't the happiest to come back and do it initially. Once he did it, 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 I think he really started to embrace it some more. But I think that he just thought, like, I'm going to be doing more of the same, you know? Um, And I hate to say that now that he's he's passed and all and because that's not like a great, you know, art. That's that I just feel like that's real life. But I have the feeling like he wasn't that that excited to come back. I mean, once you get the the train moving and you get everybody back, I'm sure it picks up steam. But Kevin Williamson, man, I don't know what the fuck happened, but he got taken off this again, again. And I'm not saying Weinstein's, but I guarantee it was the fucking Weinstein's again. No, you just said. <laughs> theme and all I could picture was the unedited uncut version of Steve and Orth and the oh, first the, screen yeah. like the non-rated one yeah, where, yeah like yeah. his uh I love that footage <laughs> I know like literally that's all I could picture was like his steaming pile of we guts. were watching that the other day and you were like oh is it gonna be the steaming guts version <laughs> <laughs> because they did add that in um yeah oh yeah yeah no and that's what's I don't know like so, but there were many things about this movie where I was super excited about, and I think that they really delivered, but there was also some, com- some components really missing from this. For um, you? Essential components that, that I can definitively say are not only necessary, but they're the things that, that are the DNA, the things that make up 
this franchise. Yeah, let's just get like the shit out that we don't like and then we'll end on a positive. Like, yes. Or on our positive. So. Okay, but well, the first <laughs> fucking thing, Julie Hicks is corny as shit. She, like, she <laughs> She's needs, creepy. No, she needs to dial it down though too. She's just like, wear the vest, save your chest. And then let's go <laughs> back to the beginning. I don't know if y'all noticed, Dewey had a little stupid fucking liar. 25, stay alive. What the fuck is going on here? <laughs> Right. What? Yeah. No, At I, least that is in a lighthearted moment. I'm like, fuck Bruce Willis. Right. Um, yes. Yes. Do you yes. do you possibly you. think that <laughs> like I think she had feelings for Dewey? I do. Um, do you think <laughs> that they might have hooked up ever? Um no. It kind of seems I like think it. Dewey Dewey's too faithful to me. I I don't know. I don't know. Like I was getting major like vibes from them. Um so I think I don't want to tarnish my image of Dewey. So no. I know, I know, but <laughs> I if you want to get the facts and the fame. His tarnished brand. No. Um <laughs> no, I, that, okay. That is another character. Let's just give it up for fucking. I thought oh we're talking God. about the things we don't like. I love her though. She Alice also has the same crazy eyes as Lori Metcalf had. Allison Brie is fucking amazing. She was so much fun in this. She played basically like Gail Weathers in the first one. But, so seeing Gail all these years later and then having a back and forth with, with her was fantastic. Uh, I'm sorry, back to the things that I don't like. Yes. So so there's some things that you need in a screen movie and whether you replicate it, whether you straight pull it from the original movies, there was nothing really that resembled screen music. Like I'm not talking like give me red right hand but just the score. Um, like you don't get Dewey's anthem. You don't get Dewey's anthem. You don't get mm-hmm. any. Of well, that's that. why we call it Dewey's anthem. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's because it, it is. is. <laughs> it's, it is. Like if we ever hear that song, like, have some ever. respect. Exactly. You call it yeah. Dewey's anthem if you see me. Um, but no, it's just one of those things where, without those things, it's very evident. Now, do I think that those take away from the film in a way? That could, that could hurt it in a in a big detrimental, a big bad, big, way. bad way. Yes, like is it? No, I do think with those components though, it could really fucking hype it up. So again, mm-hmm. when you're, when you're it's in, a little safe. It's it's playing it. Too yeah. Safe. Yes. Like, and there are also instances where I I'm so glad you just said that word. The roof sequence intense. If you got Sydney on a roof, do something a little more. Throw her down onto a boat. Right. Exactly. Yeah. Like, yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I I was expecting something more from that. All that really happened was. Showing how amazing of a final girl she really is and how she can outsmart fucks. uh, I don't know. She kind of looked back and he wasn't there. So what does that tell me? Tells me he's going around the other way. Well, that just tells me it's fucking Jill. That's right. Right. Uh, but no, like there are certain um, sequences Rolls. that I do feel like they kind of dropped the ball. Some sequences that just didn't um, deliver in terms of. Well, like, you're a little bit harsher on this than I thought you'd be. It, well, yeah, in terms of what a screen movie is. Yeah. But this movie's got a lot going for it. And unfortunately, mm-hmm. I can't get into all of that until we hit kind of the, the second half. But yeah, the first half is is kind of tame. But I did like the setup to the characters. You well, to, you yeah. told me as we we're watching this that it has your least favorite character out of them all. 
Um, in Scream Four. Yeah. Which is oh my god! I mean, <laughs> like you hate this person. He's so good in the phone. Yeah, and he's great and younger as well. Is he in that? Yeah, Nico. <laughs> Tor- Tor- whatever. Yeah, he's Trevor in this. Trevor, dude. And he talk looks- about he- just bland. Nothing like, acting like nothing. Jean jackets also were not a thing in 2011. Right. So like, why is he coming out looking like That's Neil true. Prescott? Yeah, right. Exactly. So, like, just <laughs> just to set up the ending. Like, <laughs> they just were not a thing. Like that shows you. Like he's like. I'm a douchebag that's trying to bring back Gene. Right. Like, Jill, I love you. Like, shit, like, dude, what? <laughs> like, you fucking cock. Yeah, he was not good at this. Uh, and then he's like, what's your favorite scary movie? And then he just goes, ah. ah. Like, that's the, and then he just. Oh, that was it, weird. When he stares at him, it's like, oh my God, I felt like I was in a comedy. And does anybody actually believe that he would be part of the film club? Oh, that's another thing. Okay. Jill no. is not, but that makes sense if she's a killer too. She doesn't want to, whatever. Or the fact that she just didn't want to be in there for, or at least to appear not to be in there because Sydney was in there as well. Right. Um, in reality, you know, she wanted to, but. Because um, she wants everything. Because she, right. But yeah. that was a little strange. Yeah. Um, like, I just don't see him like being intelligent enough to be a part of like. Isn't this, there a like, line though where they were like, oh, it's really full in here today or something like that? I forget. I oh, so, that. so you think that people think, just came in because they so. were there? I think that would maybe. make sense. That you would know make what sense I mean? because there I There were people like on the wall, like, sit, like sitting on the desk. Because when on the I was in high school, yeah. there were not these type of people that would just come and talk horror films. Like, it, it's not a thing. Oh, no. It's serious. It, I think it's still not even a thing. Like, maybe social media has made it bigger sense, but mm-hmm. at the time that I was in high school in 2011, I highly doubt that there were this many nerdy people, like, that nerd out the way. And I don't want right. to call us nerds, but we kind of are. But... <laughs> Yeah, but it's I like own it. Yeah. It's not nerds. No, but when I was in high school, there was nobody for me to like right. and back and why, forth. And that's why, like, obviously, I met Dan on fucking Facebook. That's why this movie's kind of relevant. No, I think the um, term nerds is like so because you met like a couple of people and everybody was into that. Now it's the norm. Now it's mm-hmm. like kind of cool to be like one of those, but when we were growing up, it was very different. That that was not a cool yeah, thing. Yeah, like you it say, you like, like I remember being so judged. Yeah. So fucking judged. I still am. Like, they're like, ah. Look, no, day. no, like, I remember, like, I told somebody I was watching a movie, like, the other day, or a scary movie, and that, I don't like scare films. All right, you're not my type of people. Bye. Just by the like, fucking and I'm not judging. Used. I'm not judging them, but the fact that they call them scare films. I'm also um, not a fan of people that, um, you know, you, you're talking about something that you love prompted by them. Yeah. And, yet they, and, then, ha- and they, they have to interject inter- with, yeah. with their nothing opinion. And it's negative. It's like, okay, that's cool. And and like yes. But why, why the fuck are we talking about that? Like, oh, hey, you know. Um, you asked me what I liked or what kind of anything. <laughs> banana and lettuce sandwiches. Yeah, I don't like those. Why the fuck do I need to know that? I don't care. banana and lettuce sandwich have you ever eaten a banana and lettuce sandwich never and that's my point i've never even heard of that yeah me either i made it up but it's so (laughs) stupid like do you know what i mean it's like why go out of your way to be negative when that was never prompted in the first place if you have something positive to add say it If, if when i hear stupid people talking about stupid shit 
I just kind of laugh, laugh to myself and just shut up, you know, like whatever. But yeah, people like to interject their negativity for what reason? I don't know. I'm not sure. Yeah. Um, you know, Kevin Williamson is obviously like really famous for like writing, you know, things into these movies like Scream 2 had it where, you know, Randy's in film theory. Um, and now this one, you have the film club and then in Dawson's Creek, Dawson was part of like the, the film club as well. Can I ask a question yeah. about Kevin Williamson? Yeah. What do you think is his main trait or his trait that you prefer? Because he's known for his very witty wording, right? Like what most people would say about his writing, kids don't talk wordy, like yeah. that. Right. And also right. though, as we know, and this wasn't just him. I know it's a team of writers, but holy fuck. If anybody's watched Dawson's Creek, man can fucking tell a love story as well. Yeah. So is it his storytelling or is it his verbal communicate, like his writing in terms of dialogue? Um, I can definitely like, all right. So I have to get a little, I got to go to Dawson's Creek here we to gotta explain go this. We got to go because, back. Because um, <laughs> after season two, um, after season two, I'm pretty sure he left oh, yeah? Dawson's Creek. Um, I don't think he was there for season three, um, but he had kind of set it up to where the story was going. It has to go here, here, and, here. I don't really care how it gets right. there. And yeah. the thing is, though, um, and he didn't come back until the finale, uh, which was season six. And he, wrote, yeah. and, um, he teetered back and forth so much because like, he wanted his definitive ending that he had sought out from when he had originally wrote the show which wasn't no was yeah. in and you know he he did you know he watched it all yeah and he was like the fans are going to be so mad if i go <laughs> this route and i have to get a proper ending so instead, he it. so instead of what he did he so there's like kind of like a dream sequence to where he gets his proper ending that he originally wanted i thought that's what happened for and, a second and and there's that dream sequence and then you get the real thing that happened that the fans wanted so he still got his moment he did and mm -hmm. that's what makes him stand out is he has these moments and i think that you know he consulted on the script right in these and um of course he did a big thing with um you know we see a very uh um, Gail and Dewey like very far and far apart in this film right um the original um take for part five was yes. going to be that Jill goes off to college blah 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 like whatever I want to skip to his idea for part six which is it was going to focus in on Gail's story and what happened between her and Dewey and I think that's important because he created these characters and he evolved them in his own mind. And I would have been really interested to see a Gale and Dewey standalone screen film. Yeah. I would have. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Absolutely. Like that would have been cool. Yeah. No, I think his writing's fantastic. I think that as a person, it takes a lot to look at an ending like that and say, well, this doesn't fit. And I think this will work now with being what the show is and evolving with times, you know, and also too, and this would be a good uh, question for um, our, our good buddy, uh, Craig Edwards. 
Um, you know, who, who worked on Dawson's Creek because you see so many changes, but you're right, you have to have these certain things be intact or whatever. Yeah. So, you keep saying certain things, and I just want to say certain things you must abide by, right? Like, that, that's literally <laughs> right. all my head goes to every time. Can you not like you've done it three times on this episode? I'll like, do oh, it three more, please don't. All right, so no, I, I really, I really love his writing, but yes, there's there's definitely, um, yeah, something. It, it it, it was it was know. lacking in this and i think that is kevin williamson yeah yes so that's my answer i, I know that took a while to get to but yeah that's my answer <laughs> there are some nice moments where um where you know i i, I just feel like sid's still um very guarded in a lot of this movie well, she's just now coming out into the light well right yeah so but yeah there is a nice moment with her doing she's like we've been through a lot doing and and he's just kind of putting her at ease because he does. He's put in a position where, you know, like people like Judy, who's such a do-gooder, who would snitch on Dewey in a fucking second to some superior, uh, not the janitor, janitor. <laughs> not with <laughs> Steven, uh, but so, like if he wasn't doing things by the book, you know, I get the fact that she can't leave town just yet. I get the fact that all of those things are procedural, but you also have to fucking up it a notch and be like, well, this is my fucking sister's best friend obviously we've been through a shit i went to fucking windsor college for this girl i'm gonna get her out of here i'm gonna give her some protection something something like he gave her anthony anderson and shit the issue that i have with the character development of our legacy cast in this Uh is well you can clearly tell where gail and dewey stand in this with sydney like you don't know what she's really been up to the past decade so mm-hmm. it's kind of just like a lull, like I've just been laying low, I'm cool, but now I'm going to return to home. Like, it, it doesn't feel true to form to her at all. It, it provides right. something leading up to her writing a book about it. Um, well, apparently from what I've come to realize is that um, her dad's passing, who apparently had a heart attack or something, they briefly explained it in this film. There was a deleted scene, I think. Yes, it was a deleted oh. scene. Yeah. So and- many deleted scenes I wanted in this movie. I know. Yes, man. So shame. Like the one of Marnie the Carney where she's just like, yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. I wanted that aftermath death scene to show up. Yeah. Oh that. man. Dude, they released that in a magazine one time, and I was like, oh my god, this is gonna be brutal. But then they did give us the Olivia kill, which is one of the best kills in the franchise. Um, I think agreed. From all four of these films, yeah. From all four of these films, yep. it's the most brutal out of the four. 100 percent Hundred um, percent. It, it's mm-hmm. more. It's more brutal than Casey Becker's, in my opinion. It is. It's um, just really because I disagree. Well, um, I mean, she also had her insides out. She was being hung, but I feel like Drew suffered more because Olivia died quickly. Like she was stabbed multiple times in a span and killed in a matter of thirty seconds or so. Oh, like, Drew was like bleeding okay. out slowly, trying to get help. I feel like she, Drew suffered more. That's true. Um, Drew did suffer more, but I feel like maybe maybe I'm saying it wrong. Maybe Casey got to gore, see gore, gore, gore wise, right? And you know, Casey did get a meteor maker. You're right. That's crazy. Like she got to see it so emotionally. She got to see was, Billy kill her. That was probably even because I'm pretty sure it was Billy that killed mm-hmm. her. Either one, she's probably like these motherfuckers. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I know you from high school. I fucked your friend. No. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Um, no, okay, so wait, I thought we were gonna go out. <laughs> uh. <laughs> um, no, let's get back though a little bit to I don't uh, have much more negative. 
Yeah, that's that's a, that's pretty much all I have about the negatives. Do you, Christian? Yeah, for me, um, the negatives really just come down to some of the comedy that I felt was a little bit more reminiscent of the oh. comedy in three compared to one and two. Um, I felt like it was at least a step up in terms of the amount of corny jokes. I don't feel like there were there were as many this time compared to three, but I still oh. felt like there was a lot of corny ones there um, compared to one. I think because the brutality and some of the ghost face scenes kind of make up for some of the corniness, except for mm-hmm. the fuck Bruce Willis. I still can't stand that. It, I, it don't like, I don't like that either. Dan kind it of- irks it, me. It but, irks me every it, time. Yeah, well, I mean, they were just talking about it. So like, I get that that would be like, if you got stabbed in the brain. Yeah, but for like a comparison, like, we don't get that with Phil Stevens when he gets one through the ear. He's slowly melting down, bleeding out, and he's dead. Right. Well, <laughs> it kind of tells the difference in tone. Wes Craven does this big thing on the um, on the uh, commentary where he's like, "Now I'd like to defend this death uh, with the Anthony Anderson thing." Yeah, yeah, because he said, "Yeah, the, he spoke to medical people and they said, yeah, somebody could the, the brain could be it can go for like another minute or two after something like that happened." So he had this whole thing or whatever. I will say this about Wes Craven though, in a death like that. If he wants to do it, perfect. That's Anthony Anderson. He was in what? Scary Movie Three, Four, whatever. Was he? Yes. Yes. I, yes. I don't remember. He clearly ones. loves these movies very much. I feel like when I saw Anthony Anderson and and Adam Brody, for that matter, I felt like those guys just fucking are part of Scream from the jump. Well, like, and we you watched know they, the blooper reel today. Did you have, have you watched the blooper reels? Yes, when he's his improv as he's like bleeding out over and over yes, again. Yes, and he was like, oh he's like, God. he's like, all right, he's on the floor, I'm up here. He goes, and this motherfucker. Yes, me. he stabbed me in the eye. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I love that they had the ghost face on the set though to scare the cast members while they were but filming. I love that. that. Yeah. No, but growing yeah. up with um Adam Brody on uh the on the OC, and then Anthony Anderson in so many of my favorite movies, it just felt like those guys were perfect for those roles. And I well, also- I mean, if you're gonna go corny cops, which almost every Wes Craven movie has, right? Um, might as well make it people that like we enjoy watching. A hundred percent. And I thought that they were great. And Adam Brody telling them the rules, and and you know, it's like it don't matter. New rules, new decade. And do you guys like that? Slogan? I love. Uh, yeah, that's I what's like on it. the poster. I like new decade, new rules. I think it oh. looks, sounds cool. No, okay. More so than that, I don't care about taglines on fucking posters and shit. No, I, I love taglines. No, taglines are awesome. I, I, it's not that I don't care. Yeah, stop being extra, Dan. I'm being extra. <laughs> what I care more about is the fact that there's a solid motive. Like, give. I don't care about new rules. Like, okay, yeah, you can break, make any rules you want. Just do it in a way where it is cinematically fucking fun to watch. And I think that more than a lot of the screen movies, this might be one of the number one contenders. I, the motive for this shit is I would so say good. this is the I, most- I do like the motive a lot. I would say this is the most mean-spirited of all four. Agreed, yeah. And I'll talk more about that when we talk about part five, but- um, It's got the most- for me, it's got the most jump-worthy moment. This and bitch I, kills her fucking mom! Right. Like, it's yeah. one of my favorite kills in the franchise. 
Mm-hmm. And once again, similar, and that's what I love about the original with Billy. He like gained Sydney's trust, at least up until the last minute, to the point that it was that sense of betrayal again. Sydney felt like she was being so protective over Jill. It felt like she was having bonding moments with her until she revealed herself. And I love that they had that back again. While we don't get any um, previous context as to where Sid is leading up to this, you do get where she's at now um, in, in the form of her having conversations with Jill. Now, their dynamic alone, Jill's kind of, you know, after she gets attacked even, she's like, basically like, fuck you, you brought this on. Like, why did you come back here? That kind of vibe. The angel of death. Yes, and she's like, um, mm-hmm. how, how do you deal with it? You know, people always stare, people people stare at me and, and stuff like that. And Well, all, she was trying to get advice. Right, well, <laughs> yeah, well, okay, so no, 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 but that, no, you, you just said it though. So that's what makes it great is because from Sid's angle and the first time watch, you're looking at Sid's character development her. and where Sid's at now, how she deals with this in her life on a day-to-day basis. There's all of that. It's all there. You're getting all the good stuff. Like you don't get it in the first whatever, but you get it in the small scene with those two. Now, the brilliance of this fucking movie is exactly what you just said, where if you turn it, then yeah, she's just fucking with her. From everything, everything well, you works. you said it has one of the creepiest moments. Okay, so for me anyways, it's got two two of the best moments in the Scream franchise history. One is like the scariest, like it made me jump like a motherfucker. And second is just by far just super fucking creepy. What's the jump? The jump is right after the Olivia kill and you think Ghostface escapes and and then she says that line, she says, she said you're the angel of death and they're still there and they just fucking pop out. Yeah. And he pops out. I love that whole bit. Oh my God. I love when she whacks him. I love when she shoves him down the stairs with her. I love that part. Yeah. And it's so unexpected because usually Ghostface is out of there by the time everybody shows up and they're just standing there and he's still fucking there. That was shocking Mm -hmm. to me. I'm like, what do you mean he's still fucking there? That was amazing (laughs) to me. Now, the creepiest moment by far, it plays on it plays on possibly one thing, which is that scene where Sid is seeing shit or has that dream of her mother in three. Because okay. it's the only time in the franchise history where, where you we're, question her. We're getting mentality. a dream. Yes. And you question mm-hmm. if Sid sees something or not. It's right after the conversation with Jill, and she sees something in the mirror, and the head just slowly just creeps back like it was looking at her it's very subtle it's not it's pretty quick but it's a very obvious you know scene in the movie that to me is so creepy because at first we're like well what the fuck was that was that something Uh, oh well it's probably just really paranoid and that's that Knowing what we know, that fucking little creep, Jill. <laughs> she's got a little bucket. She's got, she's got her cheese. She's got a string cheese and her chocolate milk in one hand, and then she's just looking at her. I mirror. feel like how could you not marry Jill? I know. Like, I'm, gonna, I'm that, gonna marry Jill. Yeah, I thought so because, like, literally last night you had chocolate milk and string cheese. That's what I did in and honor. Like, of so, I no, that's just you. Yeah, that's true. Like no, so. <laughs> 
Yes, you would definitely. I, I get it now. I get why you would marry Jill yeah. and like just fuck Kirby. <laughs> I get it. I get it. I get it. Can I only fuck Kirby once? I don't care how many times you fuck her. <laughs> you not walk her home. No, that ain't happened. <laughs> In this universe or the stab universe, ladies and gentlemen. Uh, no, and, and I just think that that moment, though, without knowing who the killer is, that moment, it's creepy because we know it happened. We know it's Jill. And we know that she was looking at her because she's obsessed with her like a little creep. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, I it's think, brilliant. I think my favorite yeah. movie of the movie even though like i was so disappointed that by the trailer because uh courtney cox is such a badass and i believe she oh. would say to Ghostface, do it if he got the guts we didn't get to see that in this fucking i know no. it's such a good line um yes. i think yep. that, i think they were originally going to kill off gail in this movie I, I agree and because um in one of the blooper reels um you see david arquette go why Ghostface or something? Because Ghostface! Yeah. yeah, yeah. And like, so I'm pretty sure they were going to originally kill her off. And obviously they, they mm-hmm. had multiple scenarios of that they run through for these movies. They probably film. film different shit too. Yes, I, I w- would. I know. I, I want to yeah. see all of that shit. I, right, I want to see like a I different see it movie. All. Uh-huh. I want all let's, the footage. Let's, yes. let's recut it. Make it how like your original version. Like I would go see it all. Okay, that okay. Mm-hmm. But, oh man, You're, it's uh, like choose your own adventure. <laughs> yeah, yes. yeah, right, right, right. Now, what did you guys think of the whole stabathon thing? I that, no, that was what I was getting at. Right, 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 right. No, uh, no, my, no. My favorite scene of the movie is the stabathon with when she puts on the mask and she's and she's giving the, the thumbs, thumbs up. up and um, yeah. Like what's so stupid though is like she's literally putting the camera in front of all of them. I think that's the one faux pas she had. But I mean, she did it so flawlessly in the original that she thought she could probably get away with it again. Right. And this time she can't. Right. And so I mm-hmm. do like that aspect because like times have changed and like obviously some are you just said something. Yeah. No, 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 no. You're right. No, yeah. Times have changed. I'm thinking of something slightly different during that scene where time. They use time in a very um, elusive way where they don't allude to whether Jill's at the Stabathon or if it's Rory Culkin doing Oh, that's this. what you were asking me while we were yeah. watching it, actually. Well, because... Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Sorry, we're so focused on the camera aspect of what she's doing. Well, no, right. But it's definitely Jill because, like... Because she knows yes, about because, her room. Because her- but does that mean... That Jill went back to her house to be picked up by Kirby. Yeah, right. it's only like five. See? It's only like five minutes away. Right. So that well, how did we figure? Did we definitely figure that? Yeah, out? I can't remember exactly how, but we um, like ta- we, no, there was like a time thing though. You're right. Um, but it it because or is it simply? But it this seems far fetched. But did she just tell Rory Culkin that she stabbed her in the shoulder? No, she could have easily no, Rory just done Culkin that. would have been the one that. Or Rory Culkin. I'm sorry. But, yeah, Rory Culkin um, telling I, her. I, well, I mean, she did when they do come out and she, I got great footage of the Robbie kill or something. It seemed like they were playing uh, right then and yeah, there because so they had a busy night. I don't night. think they would have had time You're to right. divulge that at the, unless they're like texting each other. But I don't think they would have been that stupid enough. But I don't think that she would. But she did have time to tie him up outside because. Right. Unless he tied himself up. Like, it doesn't make a whole... Because, no, you do see Ghostface behind right. Charlie. Right, right, right. So, yeah. um, I don't think they would have had time to discuss these things. I mean, obviously, it's a fucking scream movie. So, okay, so it's Jill, it. but... So, so, if it is Jill, you're right. Then she got back to 100%, the 100%, it's Jill, in to, my opinion. Or, yeah. 
She was just or, out of breath by the time Kirby picked her up. <laughs> yeah. Uh, oh, no, because well, she mean, says to Kirby, I left my phone in your car at the party. Because I was like, well, did she just, like, write that text message? Because, you know, Ghostface can clone everything. But, no, it was Kirby. Well, by because... the time that the cops got there and, you know, they're courting, courting, uh, uh, taking uh, Courtney Cox to yeah. the hospital. Right. Um, Jill has plenty of time to get back home, kill um, the cops and her mother, and then have Kirby pick her up. She does say that. She's just like, I've been, what did she say? She's like, I've been so, I told so many lies today. Yeah. That, <laughs> like, so well, that message for Kirby happened before Kate and Sydney were attacked. Right. Right. Did it? Yeah. Are you sure? <laughs> yes, because yeah. remember, it's right after Ghostface calls Sydney. Then she runs upstairs to Jill's room where she sees down. the message. Then she runs downstairs, and that's when she runs into Kate. Yeah. Well, yeah. So she's about Jill's not upstairs. Not, so she's oh, so she probably killed them before she left. Before Kirby picked her up. Yeah, even. like right before. All oh, that little. Yeah. Bit. I could. Yeah. Yeah, like I could see the cops. I was struggling to figure out how Kate was able to kill, like, or she, how she, Jill was able to kill Kate. She's probably like, all right, I'm getting ready to make my move, and like, I'm gonna wait outside. And if no, anybody, but if anybody tries, no, but if anybody Hicks tries, there, though. no, but listen, okay, if anybody tries to interrupt me while I'm trying to leave, I'm just gonna kill them, right? And that's probably what fucking happened, right? Her mom wasn't playing, mm-hmm. and I like, I could good. see, <laughs> I could see Jill getting into the car in a ghost face costume with Kirby and be like, well, it's the anniversary. Right, like, you know, like, well, I they're going, she just came from a sabathon, and then Joe comes out wearing that thing, and like, oh no, we're going to the after party. That's so weird, though. I've never thought about this aspect to it because, yeah, the, the next scene they just show up, they're just at Kirby's house, and it's the after party, and no, and then Charlie goes, Nobody's gonna ruin my sabathon, right? And or something along those lines, and my movie marathon, my movie, yeah. yeah. And yeah. he pops in, like, I don't believe they had enough time to get from stab one to stab seven, to be honest with you. And now he just decided to cut. Yeah, they decided to cut to the chase. Yeah. Ah, <laughs> nice bird placer. Yes. <laughs> um, no, but here's here's my thing about this movie though. While they are setting up character stuff in the beginning of it, once all this starts, it's fucking nonstop till the end, and it's probably mm-hmm. the most. Who invited you? Right. Yeah. Exactly. Like, there's a lot going on. Going and... on, which is similar to the first film, and everything was happening at the house, and Ghostface yes. is doing things left and right, and Thank he knows you. where people are, and the placement of the house. I'm oh, so glad uh, you said that. You know that. what? Yes. Um, yep. I do have to give another negative. Mm-hmm. I I don't believe Sydney <laughs> would have just left Kirby by herself. And she did. I mean, I have to believe it because it happened. Right. But um, mm-hmm. she's like, if you don't trust him, don't let him in. And like, all of a sudden, she just doesn't trust him. Like when she was about to make out with him like five minutes ago. Right. I like the decision making yeah. in this movie by Sydney. <laughs> whether it's it's wrong or right. Like when when Hicks comes up and she's just like, she's like, we're attacked. She's like, where is she? In there. And she's just like. She's like, yes. Like, she's like answering. She's just like, I'm not a suspect. Like, I'm good. She's like, all right. And then once she, you know, like everything, it's just, it's very much like you have to assume everybody's still fucking a suspect. And even in, and they are, even in that moment, I was like, I wouldn't even trust Judy. So, Judy, she's sketchy. mm -hmm. Fucking Wendy Peppercorn. All right. So, before we get into the ending of the film, I think we should talk about that phone call with Kirby. Okay. Um, sure. Because this is the, the yeah. moment that I think fans like kind of like this last 
third act is when the fans like are just in love with her because she likes horror films and they relate to her like Randy. But you want to know what the actual movie was. I do. It fucking bugs me. A real movie fan like Lacey Wu broke that down and they never really... No, she wanted Ghostface to play with her. You know, like she's like, speak to me, Ghostface. Like, you know, like when he was calling her when they were watching fucking... That was another thing that I didn't like. At, the, at this point in time, I hated Shaun of the Dead, and this is the movie that they're watching. I was like, I just don't bond with these people. I just don't get it. After watching Shaun of the Dead, I really liked it. I get it. It's amazing. So, yeah. um, but at the time, I didn't. Um, so I get that, though. At the, close to the end of this here, and he's asking her the question that she wanted to be so desperately asked. I mean, she answers Machete correctly or whatever. What is the remake, remake of the hit horror film? And then Still want to know what that question is. Yeah, right. it's so right. fucking bothersome. Uh. And then she just, and, and you get to hear, like, I wish they hadn't showed that in the trailer, though. That's the, you know, we didn't get to see the, um, and, you know, going into the fifth one, I think the, the trailer is going to play a lot on expectations and things like that, which we'll talk about. But in this one, the trailer was a bit misleading. Yes. And the one thing that I would have left out of it would have been this moment. Right. Okay. Just, Which is interesting because I thought it was just cool. I don't know. Probably because like the stakes are high for her. She's naming off all these movies and they see quick cuts to parts of this film. I mean, I think it's a really cool trailer if you've already seen the movie. So I think yeah. it's really right. fun to just see it then. Right. But that, that's the problem with the trailer. Sometimes you really want a good trailer, but honestly, you only truly appreciate seeing that trailer after you watch the movie <laughs> right. well, well, well that but like i feel like what we got coming after was very lackluster uh-huh. and i think that I, I think a lot of fans feel the same way because um everybody thinks she's coming back you know so uh-huh. because she just gets stabbed one fucking time like this is making a move well okay so like, and it's so cheesy i hate that line of dialogue well uh, mm-hmm. on the commentary she was stabbed twice what wes had said on the commentary though like I made sure she was still breathing. Uh, the last shot is her still breathing, obviously wounded, um, just to leave it open. And I think that's smart. I don't think that it's saying 100%, but like we said, a lot of times in Hollywood, and I know for one, like I am not a writer, but you got to kind of give yourself some breathing room, especially when you're talking about franchises and returning characters, and especially that character, like you said, everybody loved baby it's like of, of course they might bring her back um i don't think it takes away from the impact of of how the movie played out in that reveal either i was pretty shocked when he fucking got up and stabbed nah. her i was like what do you mean i was like okay that's pretty he's related to the good son but <laughs> that's right that makes <laughs> oh, that's sense, such a good right? movie yeah that's a great movie he should have been yeah. higher ranked in our uh, what does he say dick you can fly yes um, <laughs> a little creep. No, and, and one of Poor the Frodo. one of the uh, major things that this uh, film flipped around was it's supposed to be like the reboot, right? Right. Um, or the remake or whatever. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. They explain it in this, but um, yes. but they killed off everybody that was the oh, new cast. No, that's one of my biggest things, and that's amazing. No, that, yeah, it was like a trick because we were meant to think this was uh, yes. passing the torch film, and only it became. It turns out another sequel. And, yes. and and I and I do believe that that was due to at the end of making the movie where they kind of stood and they were probably like, all right, 
we can kill pretty much everyone because nobody came back. Like, and, it, nobody. and if we don't come back, we're okay leaving it here. And which, okay, like the Rebecca kill, that 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 girl. You are one. the message. Yes. <laughs> I'd like to put you there in the morgue. Like it's, the, oh, by the way, Roger Jackson too comes back and crushes it in this movie. I feel like yes. he's always been good, but in this one, he was exceptionally good. I feel like he had so much His fucking worst fun. was Scream 3. His worst was, yeah. But that, I mean, that has to do with writing. Right, yeah. You know, no, nothing to do with his voice, but Sarah gets skewered like a fucking pig. Like, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's just so yeah. terrible. But <laughs> he did what yeah. he could, but... <laughs> Yeah. Now, let's talk about uh, Robbie Mercer real quick. Oh, uh, we got to address this. Because for mm-hmm. me, they tried so hard to make him kind of like a Randy, uh, likable. He's got the technology thing or whatever. What did you guys, uh, Christian Craig, what did you think of Robbie Mercer? And what do you think of him now after all these years as a character? Did it add anything to the screen <laughs> or did he add anything to anything? No, I think honestly, again, I was always struggling to figure out if he was supposed to be the Randy or Charlie was supposed to be the Randy and Kirby kind of was, but she came across more as a Tatum to me. Right, right. Um, oh, she was like a Tatum was and Randy mixture. Right. <laughs> Yeah, and yeah, I know. Like for me, I was like, "Oh, this is just for more body count." So I guess we're gonna have three different people who are basically the same kind right. of remake character. Um, yeah, over the viewings, my views have really changed on Robbie. I didn't really give a shit about him. Um, his death was fine. I would have preferred if it was something like um, Rebecca when Ghostface is running towards her and stabs her. I thought it would have been really cool if he looked at his camera and it was yeah. Ghostface running up from right behind him. Yes. I think that would have been really cool instead of the slow opening the door right in front of him anyway. And originally so, that's what it was going to be, but they ended up not doing that. And then he turns it straight, but it was so weak when he opened the door. It was just yeah. like, I know. Like, so he, he, I don't couldn't any, get it. he couldn't get it. Right. Yeah, I don't, I don't know. I'm not a big fan of the character. I don't hate him either. He's just kind of blah. He's All right, there. so is he gay or straight? Well, didn't he say that? I don't know. I can't tell if he was just in the closet and we talked about him wanting to see Olivia's tits or whatever he said. I don't know what he said. Oh, <laughs> he said something um, like that. I think he was straight because I, I think... If the it helps, li- yeah. Yeah, if it helps. I think that's <laughs> the line because he said about no, the Gail. Main, the main mm-hmm. line, yeah, is she was just like... Uh, She's like, what do you say? He's like, I love you. And then she says something for you. She's what is she, I forget what she says. And yeah. whatever. I love like, how she's trying to work with them, that. Could be, that could be construed like one way or the other. And mm-hmm. honestly, it doesn't really matter. I think it's fun. I like, like how she tries they, to play with them and get her to get like they won't give them the location. And my favorite line of what well, my second favorite you. line of the learn the this movie is um. All right, so where's the circle jerk taking place? <laughs> yes, that is good. Oh, those bloopers with her and Nev Campbell in that scene are hilarious. Oh, it's so fucking great. Because it just shows you that them as people, they like, fun. they've been friends for fucking ever now. And yeah, we, we had talked about this briefly on the other shows, but it did take a while for Nev Campbell to embrace Sydney Prescott. Yeah. yeah, and being a horror mm-hmm. icon. By this film... This is when she started doing all the conventions. This is when she really got into it. And I think that that goes hand in hand with, with the movies as well. You know, it's, I think that if you're, if you fake it and you just keep faking it, it, you'll be like Bruce Willis and fucking fuck Bruce Willis, but 
You'll be like Willis <laughs> in the 17th Die Hard, where he's just like a shell of a human being. And why are you coming back to the franchise? Mm-hmm. I truly yeah. feel like if she didn't embrace this franchise her whole entire life, she absolutely does now. And that makes yeah. me just happy because mm-hmm. you know David Arquette and the Corey same thing Cox happened with JB Lee Curtis. Right. Even Jamie Kennedy right. still fucking embraces Scream. Uh-huh. And I think part of that is there being some a break in between movies. I could see why by Scream 3 and doing films, it seems like nearly every year, you're just wanting to have more time in your schedule, do other things and just step away. So I could see why by 4, it was just nice to take a gap off. It's hard for us fans to have to wait so long. Right. But I would rather take that and have the actor embrace coming back after having a break than, yeah, to just fake it and just yeah. do it for the money. Right. Well, yep. also, too, man, you know, we just started uh, House of Cards. Well, that's, today. yeah, because I want to watch more of Nev Campbell. But she, no, she's mm-hmm. so good, though. I think she's much better on House of Cards than. Well, you've seen it. I have it. Yeah, totally. Yeah, she, we're not there yet. We just started the show. She's not until. I'm only on episode know, four. Seasons, but she's yeah. so good in it that, I don't know, it's just nice to see that such talented people not only want to be associated with, with Wes Craven, with the screen franchise, but they're proud. They're truly fucking proud of it. And I think as fans at, we're all fans, like they're fans as well. I think everybody can relate to one another when, when it's, when it's like that, because we all just appreciate not only good movies, but especially now this movie was important in terms of keeping the franchise going. It came out 10 years later, huge gamble. How many movies dumb and dumber uh make this <laughs> fucking mistake with a way too long or for whatever reason i mean yeah. i'm not even talking timing whether it's written badly whether return to sleepaway camp all of these fucking ones like, <laughs> it's such shit so to have a I really like return to sleepaway camp to have a, i didn't see that one yet that movie's fucking so dumb i love it it's kind of fun it's mm. it's cool it's cool i'm not gonna lie all right so, uh, so being appreciative, are we appreciative of the motives and the finale of this movie? Let's get into that. The finale was batshit fucking crazy, um, first of all. Yes. On first watch, <laughs> I was like, what the fuck? Like, I was like, oh my I God, never, is this happening? I was like, this is kind of basic. <laughs> right, like, at first. Yeah, and then like upon multiple, multiple mute viewings. Oh, you're talking about the entire ending was basic. Uh, not the entire ending, oh, okay. uh, the reveal. Well, right, right, right. I was hmm. just like, and oh then, yeah, yeah, yeah! Like at, then, at first, and then Jill just takes it up a fucking notch, and I'll get to that in just a second. But so, like, the, you obviously see Charlie as a reveal first. So, did any of you guys, upon first watch, think that there was more than one killer? Yes. Well, I mean, obviously there had to be because there was Ghostface that came behind him, right? Yeah. Um, right. So, who did you guys think was the second killer at this point? Not Jill. Well, there was nobody else left. I remembered that Jill was the killer from my Wikipedia days that I hate so much, but I couldn't remember that Charlie was. No. So his reveal was more shocking to me. Oh, that's kind of cool. For me? Yeah. I'm sorry. Go ahead, Kristen. Yeah. No, that was it. Go ahead. Well, uh, for me, though, okay, and this has happened in several of the movies, but for this one in particular, there was a moment and, and my train of thought continued up until the reveal, and I was right. The look, okay, so Sydney does a really smart thing. Uh, well, supposedly smart. She didn't know Jill was a fucking killer, so not that smart, but where she's trying to get away from Ghostface. Yeah. And 
she's like, it's too high. It's two stories high. So she has her hide under the bed and she goes, jump, jump, Jill, go, go. And she pretends like she's talking to her yeah. as she's running away to fuck with Ghostface. Then there's a scene where Ghostface walks. You think Jill was laughing? No. Under the bed when that they, he's doing this, though? They show. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. How long was she under there? Like, was she like, is she fucking serious right now? But no, check this out, though. <laughs> that, it's funny that you say that because there is one shot and she's watching Ghostface and she looks so not scared at all. She's just watching them. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, interesting. Maybe just bad acting. I don't know who this fucking girl yeah. Robert. She looks like a badass Sydney in this one or three when she's kind of used to this shit happening up yes. to this point. Yeah. While I'm like, gonna be the Emma, new- this is your first time. You have to be hysterical like Sydney was in the first one. This is your first 100%. time dealing with shit. Because <laughs> we thought she was going to be the new Sydney. That's what they set it up for, which and, is another reason and, why this and that's brilliant. what and that's what they Jill, said, fuck the char- you. and that's what the character of Jill wanted to be. They said was the new fuck Sydney. You. Right. And that was the whole plot. Yeah. And no, that's what four was brilliant. It really is. It's really it's smart brilliant. when you when we yeah. break it down and you know the way that we viewed it, like going into it and then after. I will say that that the um, the technology aspect was cool. It, I hated it. Did no, you? no, 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 no. I hated it. You know why? Because I think it, it was a little ahead of its time. They could, well, okay. What? No, what they needed to do was use it in a way. In my opinion, anyways, they need to use it in a way where it could have use you in a way. Any way you want, baby. Um, <laughs> <laughs> It's we'll, not cut to the chase we'll have, we don't get some uh, foreplay. We'll have our own stuff. Maybe some on top of the close stuff. Oh, really? I would, would you never. settle for a PG-13 relationship? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> Such a weird situation for me to be in. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> That's why we typically... Well, actually, we have more guests than not. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And they all... What to say. Uncomfortable they all so embrace it. Uh, exactly. Yeah. No, I... So... The whole reveal, though, I thought was fucking brilliant. I mean, like you said, kind of basic. I hated fucking Rory Culkin as just... I thought I was going to get an interview him. An actor. Like, no, he wasn't that good. He's probably my least favorite fucking killer. He was... Same. But but at the same time, it fits his character, which is he's just kind of... The dorky dude that thinks he's Randy. Right. That thinks he's also Billy at the same time. Now, and he's neither none of the above. When he says to yeah. Kirby, I think he's I like, did that pretty well. He's now. like, we had classes. That was good. Thank you. When he says to Kirby, mm-hmm. we had classes for four years, and just now noticing me, stupid bitch. That, <laughs> that so line, bad. no, but that line. Now, do you guys think that if Kirby got her hooks in him, that he wouldn't have turned psycho or like before Jill? Right, right. Uh, like, I don't know. I think. Because uh, maybe he would have tried to convince her at one point. I well, Joe was forced yeah. to do in school. Right? Or it'd be like, we could have another survivor. <laughs> right. Yeah, exactly. Right. Yeah, exactly. Like, Let's um, make this a threesome. No. So I yeah. I thought that, yeah, the reveal was like, I did not expect Jill, um, except for, like, I had that thought, but I thought it was bad acting. So when she was revealed, I was like, oh, that's pretty fucking crazy. That's Okay. And then to hear her motive, though, 
And basically, it's, so it's fun. She's like, Do you know what it's growing up, what it's like growing up in this family being related to you? <laughs> There's so <laughs> many, she has so many. I can't even like, start I to love quote. the jealous aspect, right? Like, it's such a different, yeah, Sydney, Sydney. like, it's such a different aspect than what Roman had. He was jealous yeah. as well, right? But it was more so like he just didn't get like the his was yeah. more melodramatic, yeah. Right. He wanted like <laughs> he wanted like the actual family. And she just wanted the fans. Fame. No, yeah. I don't need friends. I need, need fans. Fans. Don't you That's, get it? Oh, like <laughs> so fucking good. And sick is the new sane. And then, and yeah. then, ladies and gentlemen, she fucking stabs Sid again and basically fucking leaves her for dead. Did like, you think she was dead? But do you think that's where her misstep was? Like, she should have, like, slit her throat or something? I was so fucking lost at that point. I was like, did they just fucking And you hear the music. The music starts. They went balls to the wall fucking, fuck you. We're ending it like this. And I felt like they were going to. And I said, please don't fucking do this to me. Like, Mm -hmm. I was broken at that moment. Well, I kind of knew that they weren't because... There's shit going on after where, like, I love the scene. Don't get me wrong. Yeah. But I knew Sydney was not fucking dead just based off of the fact that, like, she stabbed her. And then she, like, is going to throw herself into the walls. And, like, instead of it being a fight between her and Sydney, like, it's been in every other fucking movie. She's fighting against herself. Well, that's what makes it crazy. Yeah. That's what makes it amazing. It's it's insane. And I mean, she stabbed fucking Charlie in the heart. She shot Trevor's dick off. Right. Like, right. Uh, wanna be Neil Prescott. And, <laughs> Jill, uh, but, I, mean, I love you. Like, like, I thought maybe she was even going to do an homage because the TV is right behind her. I thought maybe she was going to throw that onto herself as well. Right. But that didn't happen. But that's okay. She went fight that's club. Just, yes. Um, she threw herself into the table yeah. and, like, nobody asked about my scars. That's all I could think of when I'm seeing her face <laughs> at the hospital. Yeah. Like, she's like, I want people to ask about these scars. It was you know? Yeah. Like, that's all I could think about yeah. was that line that her mom said. Like, that's one of those standout lines of the movie, even though I hate Kate so much because I think she was a shitty mother. Um, but, she is. I wish Lauren Graham got the part. Well, that and the fact that she couldn't carry in three bags of groceries, only two. <laughs> <laughs> the wind chimes. Yeah, I know. I moved them because they're annoying, Kate. <laughs> they um, are. Jeez. They were. But yeah, so I knew that just because that, like, because the ending of Scream has always been like definitive with somebody dying. Right. And you you, mm-hmm. you don't see them coming in and finding Sydney or anything. And this bitch is just going fucking crazy. Like, you know, that's not the end. Well, I mean, so. to have And we it, hadn't seen Dewey up to this point for a really long time. It switched. No, Dewey off. didn't do much in this. It was kind of a shame. Yeah. No, it was He sad. was too busy eating lemon squares. <laughs> right. Dude, I'm telling you, squares. he was eating her lemon. Uh, yeah. I don't blame him. Um, no, but it's it's like this though. They have that moment where uh, you know Sid falls, and like you said, the music comes up, and then all of a sudden it just boom, it shifts, and then that's when the fucking beating to herself starts, and that's pretty fucking crazy and chaotic. And you see how crazy this bitch really is, and what you know lengths and extent she'll fucking go to actually pull this off and she falls down next to sin obviously very symbolic because you know she wants to be the lone survivor and wants to be sin so bad that you know it's 
it's probably one of the more fucked up scenes though when yeah like she falls and then you hear the police come and you're like are they really gonna do this now yeah. again they did that the, could have been a fade to scene yeah well they did the fall, fade to black. they did the false ending yeah. though, and they explained it they referred to the after parties as the false ending but really the real ending is the hospital ending so that's where start things start to unravel for Jill. She thinks she's got it on lock, well, but yeah. And my biggest issue is with Dewey in this moment. Oh, okay. Like he's the fucking sheriff. Like you should still be treating her as such a suspect because this is your first time fucking talking to her. Like they're already assuming she's a hero. Like how do they know what even fucking transpired? Like she's like out of it. Yeah, and like, did they not get to their technology in time where they could like watch any of it? And I'm obviously sure. there was like a yeah. bunch of technology because I have great footage. They had it right there. That would be it there. was right there. So uh-huh. like the fact that Dewey is like, uh, she was like, I just wish Sydney could have made it. And he's like, we're not sure yet. All right, so you're going to fucking tell her that, you know, like you would still have to look at her as a suspect, even though she's survived right uh, i don't know. how you have all of the facts no they have all the facts which is why her pause or some of her plan was a little flawed because she says that she wants the footage to be uploaded later but uh-huh. if you supposedly killed both killers then who's going to upload that footage you right <laughs> right. But, and, right right and um the thing is um my favorite <laughs> line from uh one of my favorite lines from sydney is um, she's like, you'll slip up. They always do. Right. And she fucking did. Right. Because yep. she said the stabbing in the shoulder. And she's like, she's like, I want to go on tour with Gail Weathers. You know, and she's like, I, I mm-hmm. like, I'll be the Sydney you wish that she could have been. Now, you know, was basically. it? Was <laughs> fucked it, up earlier by only stabbing Sydney once. <laughs> that was right. fuck up. Now, Dewey ran. Obviously, he realized it. Do you think Another- that- he realized it himself first, or did he see Gail realizing it, and then that made him realize it as well? I, she, well, I think she was just like, how'd she know I got stabbed too? And then he realized he it, did. I think, first. Like, because I, yeah. I think she's, like, on yeah. drugs. Yeah, right, right. Because, like, it obviously, takes, it obviously <laughs> takes her some time to put on some clothes and get down there. True, yep. So, right. and she's like, oh, fuck. Like, once she realized she ran out, it's probably when... So yeah. after, right? I thought as yeah. well. I thought that as yeah. well. Yeah, like... Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, she pointed it out, but... I'll give him the benefit of the doubt. So Dewey's <laughs> the man, and then he gets hit with a bedpan. And he was like, what hit me? Uh, don't worry about it. <laughs> yeah, don't, don't ask. ask. <laughs> <laughs> Honestly, sane. That's what I would say. No, but that, even that last scene, though, like, I felt for Sid, because she's obviously wounded, and Jill sitting there digging into her fucking wound. She's like, who are you, Michael fucking Myers? <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. And because this was the first film where Cindy's gotten stabbed since the first film. Right. Well, that right, and right. he was like, "It's touch and go. We don't know." But she seems pretty <laughs> like five minutes ago. With, like it doesn't seem like it's touch and go. She seems pretty fucking with it when she's down there. Like, let's yeah. fucking go, bitch! Like, I'm gonna fight you. And when, when, the last time I talked to the doctors. <laughs> when Jill rips off those things, yeah, would that not trigger the hospital though? That like she just flatlined. Yeah. Yeah. No, I. I don't. Right. Because you like can see the line go down. Right. Like when she rips them off. So right. I'm pretty sure. Like, doesn't matter. There's no nurse or doctor in that hospital anyway. Clearly. Just like every other hospital and every other horror movie. Yes. <laughs> yep. um, but I do like this final, final act. You know, I do too. I feel like a lot of people complain almost, about it, but I think it was really cool. It almost feels like an act four. Right. It is. Yeah. It's, it's yeah. You're, you're absolutely right. And 
I love the um, any last words. Clear, clear, clear. Like, I love that. I love it. Uh, my favorite line of the entire franchise comes from this movie. Yeah. And it is, you forgot about the first thing about remakes. Don't we'll fuck, fuck with, with the, the original. Fuck with the original. And yeah. that is what I had Nev Campbell sign when I yes. met her. Yes. Nice. It yes. is the fucking original. Like, I had her sign it on the original screenplay. What is Shannon Elizabeth sign? Jim. Jim. <laughs> <laughs> what did we talk about? Oh, it was Jack Frost. That <laughs> so, says everything. So stupid. Um, but yeah. <laughs> no, um, I truly appreciate Jill as a killer. I do. She's um, amazing. I don't killer. like, you know, she committed. She fully fucking committed. One of the coolest. Mm-hmm. She should have been committed. But... Right, right. Well, totally. And that's where they kind of go with it. They were going to have her survive. Um, and there was going to be this whole fucking storyline with it. Now, they didn't do that, but they did end the movie on a pretty fucking badass note. It was a weird note. It was it was weird, but I yeah. like it because she died technically like still where she wanted to be. So technically, nobody at that point knew what was going on. I feel like Gail would have gotten out of that bed and like went to the cameras. That's all. <laughs> But all right, I'm sorry, continue. Oh, yeah, no, that. Oh, no, that was all I had to say. I didn't mean to interrupt. I just like how it end, ended on that note. Like, there's no necessary reason for it, and it, it is kind of dark. I just, I really appreciated that. Uh, what was it? Uh, Jill, Jill Roberts, Roberts, an American hero. Like, that's fucked up. Right out of the movies. Right didn't out they, of the movies. Didn't they kind of trip you guys up that her name is Roberts in real life? Oh, that's cool. Well, but like it made, but they didn't know that going into right. like casting because, like, uh, Marine Roberts, Rena Reynolds, right. like, but I, that I was already established before Emma Roberts was ever even in contention. Right. Well, and right. she's a great actress, though, as we saw. Like, it's it was the biggest twist in terms of like having an actor be able to flex their muscle, um, and they really did. She really did. I mean, she had an accomplice, yes, but it, that was more for logistical we didn't purposes. We really talk about and, that. What's that? Her accomplice with her accomplice with him. Yeah, well, I think he was just a cock. I think he was there. <laughs> no, he was he was there to to take the eyes off of Jill because she always planned on stabbing him in the heart. I don't feel like literally his motivation was anything other than excuse this phrase, fucking pussy. <laughs> oh, so, yeah, he definitely was like, like he was so mad that like I had to resort to killing to get a girl to notice me. Right. Like, and he could have mm-hmm. got Kirby. He could have made a move. Do you did. think he was disappointed? That's what I'm saying. He was super pissed. He was super pissed. Yeah. But with that said, that's the only reason I buy him saying that line back to Kirby. Now that you're, now where that she's like, like, where she's like, uh, well, maybe you can make him. Well, maybe you could make a move. Motherfucker, she just said for you to make a move. That's when you make a move. You don't say, well, maybe you should make a move to the girl. What are you, fucking stupid? And the only reason <laughs> I would ever buy that is because he has Jill. That's well, the only reason. But Jill obviously just, like, played on his emotions. Just fucked like, with him until. You're a geek. I'm going to, like, I fuck Trevor. You can have his sloppy seconds. It's weird, though, because his motive. He didn't even fuck you and make you famous. With Stu, you don't get any backstory from him, but for some reason I believe it. With him, not so much. I feel like he he was just literally the cock. He was there. He, she it was basically like one killer. She was the mastermind. 
he was excited about yeah he like he was in on uploading the stuff obviously because he had to be and and they were filming the whole thing and 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 that whole angle his line of dialogue was literally and now randy gets the girl right yes and that's so corny as fuck i think it's funny that sydney didn't notice that randy had a crush on her but the stab movies then in movies those people knew that's true um no i'm like just like replaying like that all in my head <laughs> uh, but charlie is definitely one of the most lackluster characters um in the franchise and not only that it's probably the most lackluster killer in the franchise at this point anyways do you agree i would agree yeah, well, I agree, true. but I think the Jill surprise in her performance still elevates this entry in terms of killer yeah. reveals. Yes, I feel like he doesn't matter. But that's the thing, though. No, yeah, you guys are on this. Subject. He's the sidekick. It has the worst killer and the best. You, what do you mean best? Are you the best? The best. You think she's or the one best? of the best? Because I'll take one of the best. In all the, about the best. I'm not, I'm just saying, like, arguably, in terms of the sequels, yeah, she's arguably one of the best, right? Is she better than Mickey? Yes. <laughs> it always comes back to Mickey. Yeah. Well, no, Mickey's right, but yeah. I love his, his character. I love his performance. I just don't like his motivation. I love his motivation. I love how it's, it's a lack thereof. I get that. I think her being more specific... Uh, I like that a little better, but it's not. But this is like rating your fucking top five favorite things ever. Yeah, well, <laughs> they're I all think, still yeah. my favorite think, fucking things. I think for me, just yeah. she's related. Like it, it right. seems a little basic to me in a sense. But yeah. I love her motivation. Like, but the fact that she's related takes away a little bit. Um, like it could have been anybody wanting fame doing it, you know. But I mean, I get it. It makes more sense because they're in the family. Blah 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 blah. But um, I do love her as a killer. I think she's epic. Um, and I think she really uh, shone bright in this film. Is it shined or shown? You're the English. I don't remember. And I'm the English person. <laughs> shown. I think it's shown. I think it's shown. I think what it's am I feeling? Shown. It's the weekend. It doesn't matter. It's the freaking weekend. <laughs> um, yeah. So did you think that she was actually dead? Um, when they, when Sydney got her with those paddles. I, I figured that they would at least do the final scare. And so, I mean, I'm not saying that I would have been disappointed if it did just end there, but in the back of my mind, I kind of had the feeling like, uh, I won't be surprised if she came back. I think they're probably a little disappointed in themselves now, not shooting her in the head because obviously, like, they had plans to like revitalize her. Go ahead, get your skinny ass out of there. (laughs) Yeah, because every movie up to that point had one of the killers get shot in the head. Well, that's the thing, though. Unfortunately, that scene is dampened by uh, Judy Hicks too. Where after that, then Hicks pops up. And then she says that dumb line and literally drops to the floor. What is that? I don't like that shit. Mm It, it's a simple quick moment but yeah. it's so fucking comical and stupid i do not yeah that feels very I, reminiscent yeah. of scream three that is like uh-huh uh-huh like i feel like she would have been perfect i feel like she would have been perfect in scream three 
Scream right. She would have did better exactly. than that cop did and the other cop, the one that was Kincaid's partner. Yes. Like, I feel like she would have did a better job. Right. Because he was just, he's cringeworthy as well. But, but you know what, though? I, I, I do appreciate the fact that they brought a character on that is a new addition that, yeah, like, she's got some obvious corny-ass fucking tendencies to her, but the Lemon Squares thing, like, she, it's a fun character to yeah. kind of introduce. Obviously, she was a red herring as well, and she was super fucking creepy. That was that that didn't bother me that much. Uh, not as much as her stupid lines like that. And stuff, I so. have a yeah. feeling we're going to be talking a lot about her big booty Judy in the next film. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. she's in the next one. <laughs> she is. We yep. can't say anything, so we're just going to move on to the next topic. Yeah. Uh-huh. <laughs> which is um the final moments of the movie uh, yeah. which you were talking about earlier i'm sorry i didn't mean to cut you oh, off no, no, i just wasn't it. ready to be done i know i, just I wasn't ready to be done <laughs> my brain just jumps everywhere anyways it it was in regard Same. to the uh, yeah, it, it, her as a killer and yes. all that stuff. um so the final frame of the movie is after um sydney says to jill as they're laying on the floor which is still in a mocking position which is kind of ironic is what Jill wanted to be, um, you know, it's parallel to when she fell into the kitchen, just the same way Sydney was laying. Yes, Sydney's yes. laying the same way Jill is laying. Right. Well, she says, "I don't know about you, but I feel a whole lot better." <laughs> and yeah. Um. Yes. So it's kind of funny that that's what how they ended that relationship. Um, I love that. But then it cuts to like the cameras, and it's talking about Jill, the hero, Jill, the star. You know, like one girl like and it kind of makes you question like where is this going next or if there is going to be a next it, it i think it was a nod from the filmmakers uh not a nod but kind of a wink to the original script which was to make her survive and get away with it possibly but, well yeah in the beginning of the movie yeah then she ends up getting caught mm-hmm. And then they always do. And then I heard they were going to implement the following thing that they were going to originally use with Matthew Willard yeah. and have followers of with her, yeah, originally. And that was that was the story going into it. Why it changed, I don't know, but it did have an effect on whether any characters actually made it out of this movie or not. You know, so in a lot of ways, it's like. Hey, here's a reboot for the franchise, and then it's like, nah, not really. It was, it was kind of disappointing in a way because then who do we have? We got the legacy characters, and then we got Judy Hicks. <laughs> like, I don't know why people are so disappointed with this film. Like, I know I talked a lot of shit about it, but there, there are its negatives. But this is a great, fantastic it's a, entry. It, it's a good entry, yeah. I, I think it's because people that watch three right before this just feel so much more satisfied, especially when yeah. you binge watch them all. Right. Well, actually, on this last watch of between three and four, I it was my favorite watch that I've ever watched part three of. Yeah, like oh, I'm same. not kidding. Same. And it's the only one that I didn't double watch. Right. Like when we went to <laughs> right. record, I'm not like yeah. so it's still like definitely at the bottom. Screen but, four, I just I watch all the time. Uh yeah, we watched it like two and a half times. Yep. And uh mm. Plus blooper reels and all of that. So right, right. um it is an enjoyable film. So I say we get into our rankings. Let's yeah. start with our uh guest, Christian. Oh, because you know uh, wait, I, I, rating or rankings. Uh, no, we're gonna do rankings on five. Okay, so my rating. 
Yes, your rating, not ranking. So, oh, see this one. Um, I was going to stay with the rating that I've always given it, but I had such a good time talking about it. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. I was going to keep this one at a four like I've been doing, but I'm going to jump it up with another half star. I'm going to give it a 4.5 out of five, the same rating I gave Scream 2. I just have such a good time with this movie. Jill is my second favorite killer in the franchise. I loved how close she got to getting away with it compared to some of the other killers. Obviously, she messed up, but all the killers have messed up at some point. Um, how do, so how I do think- you give this the same rating as Fulbert's 2? I give the same rating, but who knows what my ranking will be if one still technically surpasses the other or not. That's the important. Point. I know, and like I thought. So I was I'm going to keep you on your on toes the until the fifth one. I thought I was going <laughs> to find out on this one. Yeah, I'm. I'm, I'm like, it's like. I'm, well, I thought you were going to find out too, but then after this conversation, like, damn, it's good. But I still know <laughs> right. which one. Right. I'm like, I know, yeah. but you know what? That gives something uh, to look forward to later. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Thank you for taking the words right out of my mouth. Um, I'm actually going to go with my same rating that I had prior to this conversation. Um, nothing changed my mind. Um, I think I'm pretty set in my ways. Um, I mean, I could have, like, nothing swayed me. Um, I, I think my big downfall of this movie, it, my big downfall of this movie is um, the, the Dewey and Gale aspect. Yeah. Because they really are the heart of it. And, um, you know, Sydney is an amazing final girl, but you have to have more Gale Dewey working together, right. like being apart, coming together kind of thing. And that never happened in this film. Like it they did the right ones. at the end. Mm-hmm. Like barely. In the hospital. But, but she's like, but it's barely anything. Uh, I, I agree. Like it's just not enough. It's not enough. Yeah. Yeah, and that's a huge downfall. Yeah, downfall or flaw? Of however, I can't you figure say. out which is the problem. I like it. Okay. Um, <laughs> um, you know, and I, I think there's some brutal kills in here. There's yeah. some lackluster character development. Right. Um, it is a bit too corny for me. I, I don't feel like everybody talks about like the comedy aspects of these. I, I know Scream was like a little funny. Mm-hmm. And Scream 2 is a little funny. Scream 3 gets really funny. And Scream 4 is funny as well. Mm -hmm. Like, um, it brought it back a little bit in tone of suspense and element and scare. Yeah. That Scream 3 lacked. But it was still missing what the first two had, in my opinion. Um, So, it's definitely higher than 3. I'm giving it a 4. All right. Nice. So a 4.5 and a 4. Yes. Where do you fall, Dan Chase? I couldn't agree more. Down flaw Down The down flaws. Um, <laughs> no. Not, coming off three was hard for a long time. I was really fucking high on this movie when it came out. Um, I, You know, there's something to be said, though, about seeing your favorite characters as a franchise like return see these characters return and actually have more than a glorified cameo they're part of the story again and i think that that's people's um main problem with this franchise they're like well what it's just another person after sydney again motherfucker how many times is michael gonna go after laurie in three different universes he does this shit 
How many fucking times are you going to have Jason fucking be resurrected and fucking stalk the same kids at Crystal Lake before you shot that fucking place down? Thank you. So logistically speaking, how can any of these things? you got to take it all with a grain of salt. But if you want to have a fucking series. I fucking love you. I fucking love you. No, that's just like. But but if you want to set your series in a realistic way, have different killers donning. Yes, it's a, there's certain elements in Scream. You got the mask. You You did it again. Certain. Certain things. (laughs) Certain rules one must abide by to an orderly successfully make a good fucking horror movie. And Scream has always done it to what extent. Not so much in Scream 3, but when Scream 4 came back, they fucking delivered. The opener, while I I agree with what you say, though, Lacey Rue, no, I agree with everything that you say. I just have a different perspective, and I think that that kind of opener is something that the franchise is known for, and I think that it delivered in spades on that, Um, except for the Jenny Randall fucking thing. That was terrible. Yeah, so... Thank you. Okay. (laughs) Fuck that shit, though. Uh, All our characters are back. I will echo what you said. It's much better than, than three for sure, but there are those elements that are still missing from the first original two. So how many circle jerks do you give this, Dan? I give it uh, <laughs> four out of five circle jerks. I'm saving the circle jerk uh, at the end for the after party. <laughs> or the, I'll save it for the hospital. Oh my god. Well, yeah, we're definitely going to the hospital the next one. I can tell you that much. I will say this though, Lacey Wu and Christian Craig, much, yes. much like um uh three's rating was affected by four, four's rating might indeed be affected by five, or vice versa. Well, yeah, I agree with that. I yeah. think that after we talk about five, yeah, I think all ratings can be affected. We, we have aside, to adjust. Uh-huh. Maybe uh, rankings or yes. ratings. Well, I think ratings as well. Um, I think some might be adjusted. Yeah. The ranking is- I wouldn't be surprised if a couple of mine need to be adjusted right. when I watch it. 100%. And I'm, I'm really looking forward to that. I think that, man, this has been a fucking journey. And I am so glad, Christian Craig, that yes. you've been here for all of it. And honestly, I can't wait to do Scream 5 with you too as well, sir. Oh, thank you. I, I'm just so excited because I feel like no matter how we feel about this new one, yeah. just getting to talk to you because of our love of the franchise, I think we'll have a great time. No I love that I literally have no idea how Christian Craig feels about this new film. I love that. That's why I'm, I'm, I'm holding out. I, I'm holding I, don't, out. I, I don't think you know how I feel. I think Dan's pretty apparent. Um, people know nothing of my thoughts y'all gonna fucking learn though y'all are gonna learn I'm gonna break it down Um, all I'll say on this episode is I don't think it was a bad film and uh, I'll save the rest of my thoughts for our review Um, which I'm very excited to talk about and yeah we're gonna go see our second viewing tonight I ain't saying Mm -hmm. same here so it was very hard to do this review to be honest with you can't believe Dewey's a kill yes uh-huh. Right, Dewey. Fucking Dewey. I can't believe you. <laughs> I know. Like, and we actually. And Gail even helped him. 
Well, no, we actually, uh, something that's never probably going to make it to the light of air is we did record our predictions. It's not going to make it to the light of air, no. Yeah, no. We did, yeah. We did, we did record our prediction. We might do that. It's like, fun to talk about them, but yeah. No, and we did that before we seen the film. No, it, it might be fun to put that like on Patreon just because it's such a ridiculous episode. I'd like to do one more. Yes. Drunk and just like, I sounded miserable on that episode because it was like. No, you great. got so mad at me because I was like, now your theory is on. You're like, all right, I'm done talking. <laughs> <laughs> You're like you have 20 minutes, and we went on for like 45. I know. Well, that's what. Well, that's what. Like, when I get tired, I was just like, "Oh, he's a little bitch when he it's gets tired." It's fucking Judy Hicks, fucker. <laughs> she was Tiger Lily, and she was. Oh, a lost we didn't even boy. talk about Tiger Lily. I know, right? I was a lost boy. <laughs> Did anybody actually think that it was Judy Hicks at any point during screen? Um, maybe. Look, it would seem too obvious, right? Like when she's like, I think it would too, movies. right? We've already had a killer with the crazy eyes. I didn't need that again. <laughs> yeah. Are you oh. talking about Mrs. Loomis? Yes. Okay. Well, hey, one thing though, and I'm and I'm glad we're kind of ending on this note because leading into Scream Five, um, I want to touch on this as well. In the Scream movies, uh, obviously, like Oh, Fantastic got his start uh, in the Scream movies, uh, and there's a lot of up and coming talent. Did you just mention Mickey? Yes, I did. Ah. One more time, thank you. Uh, I feel like this franchise attracts different generations, obviously, younger generations, and actors that are fucking really good that are are just happy to be a part of this series. I mean, obviously, Marley Shelton isn't like young talent, but damn, Marley Shelton's a fucking fantastic uh, actor. She's been around with us since fucking the Sandlot. Exactly. Yeah. She's mm-hmm. fucking Windy Peppercorn. Go fuck yourself. She's iconic. So whether <laughs> you like that kind of stuff, whether that you know that those kind of additions, um, like characters and other things implemented in these sequels, I think that at the end of the day you can take a lot of good stuff away from Scream 4. Yeah. But at the same time, you can make a lot of movies that really have nothing to do with it either. It doesn't matter. And it's a fourth <laughs> part of a franchise. Like, what more do you want, honestly? Yeah, I, I right. thought it was a fantastic return to Edition, form. yeah. I really did. Uh-huh. I cannot wait to see number five and, and pretend that I haven't seen it anymore <laughs> like I'm talking about right now. And- yes. For our final Scream episode. Um, yes. I don't know. We might do the TV shows at some point. Who knows? Probably um, not. Mm. <laughs> um, <laughs> you can expect from that a little bit is uh, you are going to hear our killer rankings. You're going to hear our rankings of the entire films as a franchise. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't know. Maybe some Scream Awards. Who knows? Yeah, let's have some. Oh, nice. We're going to cook up a couple things it, because I feel like this franchise <laughs> deserves it. Yeah. Um, yes. All of these episodes have been about two to two and a half hours long. Expect a pretty long episode for that one, I'm assuming. <laughs> Fair enough. Just tell me, though, bro. Just, just tell me. Did you love it? No! Don't tell him! <laughs> so tell you, me! Tell him to wait for the movie! All right, fine. Wait for the movie. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see if my second viewing tonight even changes my thoughts. Anyway, so hey, tell him to key. call Corey. Yeah, five 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 zero one seven six. We did that last. <laughs> we called Corey. Remember? Yeah, I tried. Oh, two six one Turner Lane. Fucking Corey. Uh, and we will be returning to Turner Lane. We will. Yes, indeed. Mm-hmm. 
Hey, Christian, thank you so yes, much, bro. Thank you. And we appreciate it. Thank you. Enjoy your second watch of Scream 5. We're, We're going to do try. the same thing. We're going to reconvene yep. tomorrow or the next day. Everybody have a fantastic weekend. Enjoy and we your hope day. it's a scream. Wow. Bye, everyone. Bye. Does that go swift again? I don't know what that was. <laughs> I felt like you farted. I farted out of my mouth. You went. <laughs> That was fucking terrible. Hi, everybody. You just won't die, will you? Who are you, Michael fucking Myers? Yeah, I don't think so. Fucking die already! First rule of remakes, Jill. Don't fuck with the original.
Mm-hmm.